Howdy, everyone. Welcome to Unsafe Space, sort of. You're on the Unsafe Space Clips channel, uh, which is not intended to be a live stream channel at all. But fortunately for us, it's here. Hopefully you can see and hear us. I'm going to pay attention to chat to make sure that everyone... Can you guys let me know in chat if we're, we're functional? Um, anyway, I'm your host, Carter Laren, and I'm joined, as always, by... Well, actually, she doesn't always have these particular ears, but she's always Carrie Smith. <laughs> Hi, Carrie. Oh, yes. Hi. <laughs> I'm determined to make today fun. <laughs> uh, I figure while we're exiled to the Cliff Channel, let's just have fun with it. It kind of feels like we're doing something taboo. It's like we're still streaming, guys. We're just doing it on the on the Clips Channel. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, guys. Lucky Get for us, your- we have a Clips Channel. We weren't even going to do this. This is a brand yeah. new channel. Uh, yes, it's brand new. I'm so happy we made it. Yeah. yeah, so if you're if it's your first time here to the Clips channel or your first time in general, we normally we have another um, channel. It's called Unsafe Space. We are currently locked out of it for seven days on YouTube. So uh, this is our this is intended to be a channel where we do short clips to kind of keep the, that kind of sort of content separate. And if you're not already subscribed, first of all, two things. If you want to stay in touch with us, <laughs> make sure you're subscribed to our regular channel when we're allowed back in there. Unsafe Space. Because they've been unsubscribing people. We got, we lost a hundred last week. We just lost another hundred. It's almost like they're just going in and, and I've seen other content creators saying the same thing. They're just sort of doing small purges. And we've heard from dozens of people who said they checked and they had been unsubscribed. So make sure you're subscribed. And if you wouldn't mind, subscribe to this channel. You don't have to get alerts for it if you don't want alerts for clips, but subscribe to this channel because, well, for number one, we can't do any super chats. So we had a thousand. So that's why there won't be any super chats today. Um, well, we have and, a temporary super chat solution, though. I think. Oh, we do. Look well, at you, way ahead of me. Uh, well, <laughs> actually, this is all Beverly's idea because Beverly is, mm. um, oddly enough, Beverly is not only the editor but the chief financial worrier. Um, so oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Beverly, I like that. you should put that on her business cards. <laughs> yeah. So she. Uh, she was like, can you can you do tips on Subscribestar? Can people leave messages if they do tips on Subscribestar? And I said, actually, they can leave messages. And she said, great, do that instead. So uh, if you want to if you want to do a super chat in quotes, you can go to Subscribestar.com slash unsafe space. Give us a tip. Write your note in there. And I will pay attention to it during the show as best I can cool. and read, read them out. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, Carrie. Sorry. Yeah, you can do. The other thing you can do, and and somebody suggested this on Twitter, and so and yeah, this is absolutely important. Is join our email list at unsafespace.com. We don't promote it a lot. We should promote it more. Um, we don't use it. Have we? Did we use it to let people know about this? Band? Well, I was not prepared to ever use it because I assumed that it would be some time before we had a ban problem, and I was gonna, you know, make sure we had a nice newsletter that was designed and had sections to it. But this morning, I hurriedly <laughs> figured, can I? Can we use the email list to contact people? So I did. If you were, if you were right. on our unsafe space email list, you should have received an email this morning that said, "Here's the new link to the show." And by the way, in in the future, in in if you ever have any doubt, unsafespace.com/live will always be a link to wherever we are for live shows, <laughs> no matter where we, yeah, are, wherever we are. That will always redirect to our live show from now on. And so. let's just let's just catch you guys up on okay. So the email list is great because if we get 
even back when I worked in entertainment, we worked with comedians and musicians and it was always, you know, the email list is the thing that you own. And right. so even if, even if like MySpace goes under, which it did, or, or Facebook bans you or YouTube bans you, whatever, that's a way that you can still get in touch with people who want to hear from you, presumably. So we don't abuse it. That's the first time we've ever sent out an email. Um, but get on there in the event we need to find you or you want to find us and we just go missing. Um, the other thing is people have asked, are you on other channels? We are, we're on BitChute. We mirror our content there. We just haven't been able to live stream there. So, but you can follow us on BitChute if you prefer to support them. We're on, um, we're we're on, on library. Library is what we use for, I actually prefer library to BitChute for, um, BitChute just as always has uploads and upload problems and other stuff, but neither one of them have streaming. Um, yeah. So if, if one of them has streaming, we'll probably switch there. I know a lot of people have been making a recommendation saying you should be here. You should be there. You should try this. I appreciate all that stuff. If you got ideas, keep them coming. I think in the long term, I'm coming to the realization that as much as I don't want to do this, we are going to have to build our own live streaming. I mean, not build, we can, there's third party services, but we're going to have to host our own live streaming platform at some point because uh, yes, we can't, we can't yes. rely on, on, on platforms. So we can't rely on it. So yes, we will tell you guys why we were banned. It's a really ridiculous reason. Um, yes. I see people asking yeah, somebody, uh, said you guys are the most benign channel. How did you get banned? And actually somebody said that on my Facebook. They're like, you guys are so tame. I'm like, who are you calling tame? I was going to say but that's no, I'm insulting. Kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, I actually do think we are pretty careful. I was thinking about we it. We are. And we're, and we're, we're, we're pretty careful with stuff. I mean, we do talk about controversial subjects and we do have people like Charles Murray on, but even then we're careful about how we word things. We try to be, I mean, I'm sure sometimes we, we are sloppy, but we, we try to be pretty yeah. careful. Um, we, we don't try to provoke just to provoke the way people yeah. do sometimes like yeah. trolls, but, um, um, wait, by the I, way, by the way, sorry, I'm going to forget this. If I don't say this, uh, if you're an engineer who knows node, JavaScript node, the, the MVC model is what I'd like to use. <laughs> and you feel like contributing to uh, some charity engineering work, <laughs> let me know. Uh, because I do think we need, our website is kind of crappy. It's based on WordPress. It's like, we need to redo it. And we should probably plug into a CDN and some uh video streaming software and that kind of stuff. And I'd like it to be, I know node and JavaScript and MVC vaguely. So that's why that will be my choice. I guess I could hear arguments to the contrary, but if you're an engineer who likes that stuff, let me know. Um, cool. someone says we shortwave radio. Have- yeah. Eventually we'll be on shortwave radio. Cause that's all we'll have left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be, yeah, we'll be doing like in the movie, uh, the fog. What's her name? With the, with the great voice. I didn't see that movie. I was heard, Oh, Adrian Barbar. we like, hello, truckers. <laughs> no, I, I didn't <laughs> Thanks see that. Thanks for tuning in to Unsafe Space. So I, uh, we do have book club. One other quick thing, book club oh, is yeah. coming up on Sunday, November 22nd. You still have time to read it. We are reading a book called um, The Management of Savagery by Max Blumenthal. And this has a lot of information in it. This is a nonfiction. It's about U.S. interventions abroad, but also a little bit about what we've, what the CIA and stuff does here. It's very relevant now. Um, 
if you want to join us for that, you still have time. And then after that, we're doing a fiction novel. We're going to be doing uh, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress who yep. by – who wrote that? Uh, Robert Heinlein. Robert Heinlein. Okay. By the way, we have two super chats already. One from JR who says, I started following you guys around 400 YouTube subscribers, and I'm glad to see how much traction you've gained. Hey, we're back to 400, by the way, JR. Uh, your, suspension, <laughs> your suspension is like the bar mitzvah of wrong thing. Congratulations. I do kind of feel like we should celebrate a little bit. But once I tell you why they suspended us, we didn't – you'll understand we didn't get the badge of honor. We're just getting – it's death by a thousand cuts. Um, and we also have a super chat from two sisters and some yarn who says tip for your patience in the face of idiocracy. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think they're just looking for any administrative reason they can find to target people right now. And I will say, I know about two dozen, I've gotten about two dozen messages, um, or, or posts or, you know, different ways of contacting me from people that I know, um, who have been banned in the past three days, either banned or temporarily banned or their Facebook groups have been told that they have their backdating violate. You have a lot of violations previously and now we're letting you know. So they've been emboldened. And, and I got, I have to say, if you're looking for alternatives, um, Carter, I haven't even told you this yet, but I intend to make an unsafe space on MeWe today. If I can get oh, it working. Okay, cool. All right. okay so MeWe, <laughs> MeWe is a good, Facebook alternative. MeWe is kind of like, just imagine it as a new Facebook. MeWe, I went ahead and created my own personal profile on there. I'm figuring it out. We're going to do an unsafe space one. Parlor is a good Twitter alternative. And yesterday, Parlor had 2 million people join. And they have been slow and it's been hard to get in just because they're dealing with the new rush of people. I had trouble. I haven't been able to get into mine yet, but I do have one there that I created in the summer. So have, I would we have say, Parlor, by the way, if you're looking for unsafe space, we do, we do have, have Parlor, Minds, Gabs, Locals, and yeah, and the and the regulars. Yeah. So once I got on MeWe, it's M E W E. Once I got on MeWe, there were lots of people there I haven't heard from in a while, and I just forgot, or you don't notice when people get disappeared, right? And it was funny. It's like in 1984, you're finding all these unperson people. They were reaching out like, Hey, good to see you here. I got exiled here. You know, <laughs> you go to prison and like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> they got They're you too. Like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, Oh, and then I found all these censored doctors. One of the people I follow there, she said, yeah, I came to me because a bunch of the doctors that I followed during the coronavirus thing got got completely unpersoned on Facebook and they set up accounts here on MeWe. There's a bunch of doctors in exile on MeWe. So, you know, this is where people are going. I would say, we can talk about this throughout the show, but there've been a lot of alternatives that have cropped up. Right now, people seem to be hedging their bets and are trying to create, I've also heard of Wimkin, W-I-M-K-I-N. Wimkin is another oh, alternative wow. to Facebook. Um, it remains to be see, seen which one of these is lasting and takes off. But um, for right now, I'm going to try MeWe and Parler. And I would say if you're not if you're not leaving Facebook and Twitter yet, um, at the very least. OK, so first of all, there is a planned mass exodus on November 13th, this Friday. Oh, there is? If you decide you want to be a part of that from Facebook. They want to uh -huh. do... People are saying, let's all, let's show them, let's let's have a big group of people leave together on November 13th. That's on Friday. If you want to be a part of that, that's the day it's happening. 
Um, if you're not ready to do that yet, if you have a show like we do or whatever, and you, you want to make sure you're still reaching the bulk of the audience who hasn't left yet, at the very least, I think what I'm going to do is I generally have, I've tried to start copying most of my posts from Facebook to MeWe in the past day, but I've missed a few and I realized it should be the opposite. It should be the opposite. I should have more posts on MeWe. So at the very least, if you're going to keep both and you're trying it out, make MeWe or make Parlor your number one source of staying in touch with people and posting content or whatever you're doing, keeping in touch. And then if you want to stay on, have some presence on Facebook or Twitter for, for the remaining people who haven't made the jump yet, just don't do as much. Give them at least give them an incentive to find you on MeWe and Twitter because you've got more content there. So that's what I'm going to try doing. Um, and you can always actually there, man, post, you can always reference yeah. posts, your MeWe posts from Facebook, right? So you can be like, Hey, here's a screenshot. Any and actually, you can do a screenshot that cuts off yeah. the text. Here's a screenshot from my MeWe post, so that people read yeah. it. And then to read the rest, they have to go to MeWe. You can you can certainly pull people over. Um, certainly pull people over. Yeah. Oh, I see a bunch of MeWe requests coming in now. That's funny. Oh my gosh, because I still have alerts because my phone's. I haven't figured out to turn them off. Awesome. Find my find me on MeWe. <laughs> Beverly's been bugging me about MeWe for like six months, and I just I I have not done the MeWe thing. I wouldn't be on Facebook if we weren't on I Facebook. So I just barely do the Facebook. Thing. I, I know I don't want social media generally, so I don't like. Uh, oh well. So, I, but look, two million people signed up for Parlor yesterday. That's very encouraging, and I kind of think maybe this will be. We've, we've all along, like there was a big surge towards Parlor a few months ago too when I joined and we've been waiting to see what what is the thing that sticks and this is pro- this could probably be it. They are mass targeting people now on Facebook and I'll, I'll, this is, I'll say this, this is just my gut, I have no evidence, I'm not saying this is a fact, I have to, I can't believe we even have to preface this with that, but in my gut, I know that there are individual employees at these big social companies, individual SJWs who have target lists, I'm sure, I'm sure of small-ish channels and people they don't like. And and we know that, I mean, we know this, they targeted our friend Mike Harlow on Twitter and Permanent Tam. They went after him several times. They have lists. We saw, there was a, there was a leaked list. We know they have list. lists. We've seen the list. We know they have yeah. lists. There was one leaked Facebook where they had accounts that they were throttling where they were throttling their posts so yep. fewer people saw them. Candace Owens was on that list. Uh, Mike Cernovich was on that list. They Those lists were leaked. They were looking for any reason they could to go after, and those are bigger fish. But they, you know they target small fish too. And they, I guarantee you, they are doing some of them, some of those individual po- employees feel emboldened, have the putting their, putting their finger on the scales a little bit, sort of as a victory lap after this Biden thing. I'm sure they're going after people and finding whatever reason they can just to flex a little bit of muscle. Like, welcome to this brave new world, people we don't like, wrong thinkers. You know that's happening. So maybe it's going to backfire. Maybe people will leave. Well, if everyone who voted for Trump went to MeWe, MeWe would succeed as a company instantaneously. Just as an example. I mean, 70 million people is is enough of a critical mass to have a real success. So, and somebody just said, I definitely recommend MeWe. I want I want a reason to be on there, and I need more friends. Beverly said that. Well, hey, uh, I just <laughs> see she's a, just, she's a MeWe peddler, though. I don't know about Beverly. I just added it yesterday, and I already have a hundred and something people on there. Add my friends. Look, we're all a community. Add my people. 
Um, let's add each other's people and let's build up that community because, and, and post more on there. I'm going to hold myself to that this week. So, okay. Want to tell them, should we tell them the dumb reason why we were banned? Yeah, no, I just, <laughs> I, I, I would like to explain our YouTube <clears throat> situation a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I do agree by the way, just generally, uh, the result of Biden's win here, assuming that he still wins when all is said and done. Uh, the result of Biden's win is going to be increased uh, censorship. There, there will be an emboldening. All these companies will feel like they are justified. They won't need to be making like they won't need to be making excuses for Trump in terms of like, well, we can't ban this thing he said. I mean, even though they've started to do that, um, <clears throat> they will feel like, you know, their phrase: "We're on the right side of history." This is their validation. This is their validation that they're on the right side of history and you're on the wrong side of history. So uh, censorship will get much worse uh, over the coming years. So here's what they're doing to us. <clears throat> Unfortunately, it would be nice. I mean, if we're going to get in trouble, I'd rather get in trouble for like, hey, you said this thing and it's wrong thing. Like, at least that's a badge of honor we can wear. But what they do, they do the thing that authoritarians do. This is how you control a population generally. You make everything illegal, and then you only enforce it against people you don't like. So you can claim, well, I'm just enforcing objective laws. Yes, you are enforcing objective laws, uh, but they're laws that everyone breaks. And so I'm going to explain the law that we quote broke, but um, it's an unfair, ridiculous, retroactive law. So uh, in September... <clears throat> So the way that Facebook works is you get a warning and then you get a strike and your first strike is you're banned for seven days. Your second strike you mean is- you, th- you mean YouTube. Sorry, yes. A- Did I say Facebook? Sorry. Yeah. They're, they're so different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> the the uh, cabal outlet that does video, um, <laughs> the, the, the elitist video platform. Uh, the way that they work is uh, you get your you get a warning, then you get a strike. Strike bans you for for seven days, which is the situation we're in now. Two strikes ban you, I think, for two weeks, and three strikes and you're out. <laughs> three strikes, you're gone. Um, and what they did so in September, we posted. Um, and actually, let me back up. This is a problem that mainstream media will never have because they never seem they never feel the need to provide sources for anything they say. They just say it, and it's and they're the source because it's illegal for you to read the emails, but all the information you're getting is from us. So why would they ever bother to put source material in any of their notes? We, however, even though we're not an investigative show, even though we're mostly opinion and analysis, we put source links below in all of our content because when we talk about something, we want you to be able to go and find the information yourself so you can see what we're talking about. We put source material in. So in September, our warning came in September because we put us we put a link in to a video clip. And the video clip, uh, the link seemed fine. I didn't realize there was any issue with it. And they came after us saying that this was a pirated, this is pirated, we linked to pirated, a pirated video somewhere. Now, I appealed that because when I looked at the company that owned the domain name, it, like, 20th Century Fox is one of the owners, like, it was it's not a pirate site. I don't know why they say it was pirated, but whatever. Uh, they accused us, that was our warning. 
And that I appealed in September and the appeal is still pending. So they haven't really gotten off their asses in the last two months to try and resolve the appeal. So we here we are with the warning on our account. And then on, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, Beverly can remind me in chat which day it was, but uh, we get a strike from YouTube. And the strike is for something that also we did back in September. And the strike is egregious. It is, it's one of the most egregious things I can think of. Um, we, I don't know if you guys remember the show. Can I, can I give my summary, my layperson summary, and you correct any problems? Uh, we did, we why? just linked. Okay, to, I guess. Oh, go ahead. You go I ahead. mean, I'm in the middle of explaining it. Okay, So back in September, we had a conversation, if you remember, we had a conversation about whether it was legal to, uh, you, to not accept currency for a business, like could you use a credit card or whatever? And we didn't know the answer. And we looked up a law firm. I looked up this law firm online. They're a completely legitimate law firm. And they had an article about this, about whether it was legal for businesses to refuse cash. By the way, it is legal. They don't have to take cash. So that was the summary. But we put a link to that article in September in the show notes. Here's the law firm article. It was fine. Nothing wrong with that website. Now The website was called expertlaw.com. Yeah. Okay. As you know, you don't control what's at other URLs. You can see what's there when you post the link, but in the future, things at URLs can change because you're not in control of all the URLs in the universe. Well, apparently their website either got hacked or something. Now there's malware on their website. And two months, so two months later, malware shows up on their website and we get a strike because sitting in an old show in September, back when the link was not malware, the link is still there. So the link now points to malware. That's our fault. That's a strike against us. That's why we're banned. Yes. That's ridiculous. So is in, that not ridiculous? Just in, just in short summary, back in September, we always list the sources of everything we talk about. Back in September, we read an article about whether or not it was legal for businesses to not accept cash. The article we read was on a website called Expert Law. We link to that in our links like we do at the end of every show in case anybody wants to read the source material. And now, flash flash forward, jump forward several months, and that website has been hacked by someone and has malware on it. So we get a retroactive strike because one of our links from September points to a website that now has malware on it. Isn't that a ridiculous – I mean, yeah, it doesn't – it's not like you said. It's not even – because I think they can't find anything yet. They haven't it's been. Not it's a able totally to say, illegitimate thing. Someone's got to be yes. looking at our channel going, what can I get them on? It's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it's got to be. It's got to be. I can. Here's what was. Here's what I'd love to and happen. By the way, we're, we're not going to link to that website today, even though we've discussed it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we are going to link to it today. Well, no, because now it's malware. I'll check. I'm going to solve this problem. From now on, all of our links and show references will be to unsafespace.com and there will be a page on unsafespace.com that goes with that particular show and that page will have the links. So I'm just adding a level of indirection to all the links. So at least we're in charge of unsafespace.com. So if it gets hacked, it actually will be our fault. Yes, and so anybody um, who from now on wants our source material for any episode, any article we talk about or any video we watch, 
you'll we'll put one link in our description to take you to our website and there you will be able to get the show notes for that day. Yeah. And just so. to be clear, we have almost 500 shows on YouTube. <laughs> the idea that we're supposed to police all old links and make sure that all the old links oh never points God. to any malware anymore. Someone sold the domain and now it's just a Russian malware outfit. Like how the hell are we supposed to police that? No one, you know no one is asked to do this. No yeah, one. Yeah. I mean, it's, instead of saying, Hey, we found, uh, through our whatever, however, because we have a very active, uh, mod, uh, you know, person who moderate, um, moderates your channel or monitors your channel because we have a very active monitor or because we're scrape, We have a very active algorithm that scrapes or whatever for malware. We found this link from a show back in September. Would you mind deleting the link? They didn't do that. Or, hey, we've deleted the link for you. They didn't do that. Instead, they're like, we're not, we're locking you out of your channel for seven days right after this contentious election. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't get how they, I mean, I know how they get away with it. Here's what I'd love to see happen. If you're a, if you're a bad person, please go hack YouTube so that literally every YouTube link that's referenced on everyone's video is going to malware so that they have to ban everyone. Uh, like if a major, if like a major company got hacked, every link that anyone referenced would, would be subject to this rule every, and all retroactive links would be subject to rule, this rule. By the way, just to clarify YouTube monitor, Carter's joking. We're not I'm encouraging joking, yes, anyone oh to God. do that. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I, look, I'm being clear, Carter. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> He's kidding. Don't do that, okay? <laughs> do it. It's not a good use um, of your time anyway. <laughs> disclaimer, we're just going to be, we just get like a Chiron at the bottom of the screen that just constantly says, disclaimer, we make jokes. <laughs> Whatever is illegal or against YouTube's policy is a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So that's our stupid story. But one of the, the things about it that I've been thinking about, and I, I know we probably both have a lot to talk about today, Carter, but I was going over some of this with, um, I was talking about some of this with my fella and 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 we were talking about how everyone there seems to be hopefully this mass exodus happening towards places like Miwi, Parlor, Wimkin. Um, but he's been engaging in some conversations with friends of his on the left who are kind of in the dark about mass censorship and haven't been paying attention. And I just want to give a little case study in what happens because okay. let's take a company like Gab. Okay, if you have friends on the left. First of all, there you're a couple things you can expect. They're going to start to say parlor because a lot of them are asking, "What's parlor?" I see people going there. I mean, again, imagine NPCs who are just not in the loop. They don't know anything about censorship. They probably voted for Biden. They don't even know. They don't even realize there was a mass purge that happened after 2016 right. of all of these big fish who they thought had influenced the election. They don't know. It's but completely believable to, to them that Biden got more yes. votes than Obama. It's, you know, and they believe people. they believe that they believe <laughs> that they believe that Biden got more votes than Obama. They believe it. <laughs> but so they are like, what's parlor? And they're starting to check it out. OK, well, get ready in the next few days. They're going to do it fast. They're going to start to attack parlor in the mainstream media and the, in the legacy media. They're going to start to call parlor a right wing site full of white supremacists. How do we know this? They did it to Gab already. So Gab, if you're not familiar, Gab was started by a guy in Silicon Valley. Torba, Andrew Torba, I think is his name. He's in Silicon Valley. He left. He, he was a Trump supporter back in 2016. 
he left. He called some of these people out. He had principles. He said, I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm moving to Texas. He moved to Texas. He started Gab. Gab is like Parler, an alternative to Twitter. What they what these social media companies usually do is they try and um, well, first of all, they all collude. Okay, they all collude. So when they did the unpersoning of of Alex Jones, Laura Loomer, Milo Yiannopoulos, um, uh, uh, Gavin McGinnis, Paul Joseph Watson, you know that whole list of people they had. When they did that, they did it at once across platforms. The only place that held out on Alex Jones was Twitter. Twitter held out for a few days. They Maybe there was some internal disagreement there. Jack or somebody might have disagreed. They they basically said we're gonna we're still investigating Alex Jones. We consider ourselves a free speech platform. We're gonna give it a couple of days, right? One of the he, he was mad at Zuckerberg saw, for serving him meat or something at their dinner that he went probably. to. Probably, <laughs> yeah, probably. It was, it was a. I'm waiting three days. Screw you, Mark. Yeah, screw you. So <laughs> what? One of the most chilling things I saw happen during that couple of day delay before Twitter also unpersoned Alex Jones was one of my friends on the left, a liberal who I've known since college, smart guy, smart, funny, uh, reasonable, um, someone I trust, I, you know, has liberal values. He started circulating a petition online to get Alex Jones banned from Twitter. He's like, they banned him from all these other platforms, but they didn't do it from Twitter yet. Let's add your name, liberals and leftists. Let's get him banned. And I had a private conversation with him. And I said, I don't like, you know, I messaged him. I'm like, I don't understand why you're doing this. You're a liberal. Why are you trying to get him banned from Twitter? It's chilling to me that you would be doing this and thinking this is a liberal thing to do. It's not. And he basically said, I think he's a conspiracy theorist and I think he spreads harm and danger, danger, whatever. First of all, I don't necessarily agree with that, but let's say I do. Let's say I agree with that. It still doesn't matter. You're trying to silence a voice from the marketplace of ideas, from what functions as uh, the public square, you know, and he tried to give an analogy and say, well, if I had a party, I wouldn't invite him to speak. I wouldn't have him at my party. I'm like, that's a bad analogy. Twitter's not a small party. There's millions of parties happening on Twitter. You don't have to follow him. You don't have to retweet him. You don't have to engage with him. But to say he can't have a party in the public square, he can't have a voice, which is what you're doing. Let's silence him from the remaining platform that hasn't done it yet. That is not a liberal thing to do. And don't try and hide behind some, I'm protecting people from the harm of hearing ideas or even conspiracy theories, or even even from hearing things that may not be true, they have to make up their mind on, I'm protecting people. No, you're not, you're acting as a tyrant. You're acting as an authoritarian. Liberals don't do that. That was chilling. And so flash forward to today, you're starting to see people on the left come out with the same justifications. They're gonna start hearing that parlor is right wing. They're gonna start hearing, we need to censor these other alternative platforms while at the same time saying, well, if you don't like it, if you don't like it, start your own social media company. If you don't like it, start your own. Here's what happened to Gab. He started his own. He started his own alternative to Twitter. They couldn't buy him up because they do buy up. You know, Facebook bought up Instagram. They buy up competitors and then they own them. And then they enact the same censorship on those competitors that they had on their platform. They couldn't buy Gab up, so what did they do? You can go and look this up. They did. They got the people in the media, who are also part of the same cult, to do hit pieces on Gab. And now if you look up Gab, what do you find? 
oh, Gab, oh, Gab's full of white nationalists. Gab is so right wing. It's full of alt-right, alt-right, scare words, scare words, white nationalist scare words. What does that do? That prevents for a couple things. It prevents liberals from wanting to join because they believe this. They believe this lie, this slander. They believe it. The second thing it does is it gives the needed justification for other companies to make it harder for Gab to take off. So first of all, they're competing against a place like Twitter, which itself is a David and Goliath battle. To try it, your chances of, of competition with a company like that are, are infinitesimally small. They're so small to begin with. So that's one level. You've got the fight for competition, right? But then on top of it, you've got the fight in the press that's smearing you. And then on top of that, you've got the fight at these all these other levels. So what happened with Gab? Their app was not allowed in the App Store. All these companies collude. Apple, Apple Store, Google Store, Google Play Store, both denied their app. Well, first, first they made them jump through a lot of hoops. They kept saying, well, if you just jump through these hoops, we'll approve your app. Apple would say to Gab, hey, we scoured your website and we found some random hateful uh, gabs. We found some hateful gabs posted by some random people and this is why we're not approving you. You need to get rid of stuff like this. When Gab was like, well, okay, well, we just went to Twitter and we found some random hateful tweets from random tweeters. They do the same, that's on their platform too. How are you gonna hold us to a different standard? Apple's like, we're gonna hold you to that different standard. So they kept having to jump through these hoops, but Apple never intended to let them get their app in the store. They didn't let them get their app in the store. Even, they just kept making them jump through these pointless hoops. Same thing with Google Play Store. You can't get the Gab app. Okay, then what happened? Then what happened? All the press against them? Oh, Gab's so white nationalist. Gab's so scary, scary, scary. Then even PayPal Apple doesn't says, let them not, have their puppy. Yeah. <laughs> even Apple won't even let look at look at this. Even Apple won't let them have their because they're so scary. They won't let them have their app in the store. Then what happens? PayPal says, "Hey, you're a risk." PayPal and Stripe say, "We're going we're not going to let you do payment processing through us." Can you imagine that? It's like your bank saying, "Sorry, no, you can't bank with us. We're not going to let you do payment processing." They went to a Bitcoin alternative. Then what happened? That Bitcoin alternative said, hey, we're not going to let you payment. We're not going to let you do payment processing through us either. Then their web hosting company. So you got all these other levels of censorship. They're fighting battles on every conceivable level. Their web hosting platform says you can't host with us. You're too much of a risk. Why? Because of these hit pieces against you. Because we don't want to be associated with you. Do you think that's not going to happen to Parler? It's already happening. Back in June, back in June, Parler CEO said they got a notice from Apple that said, we're not going to let, we don't know. Now, I imagine at Apple, they're like, why did we let this app through, first of all, into the Apple store? But they did. Now they're going, hey, guess what? We're not going to let you update your app. None of the people who have your app are going to be able to get updates until you start censoring on Parler in the manner that we like. That's a little story. No, <laughs> I know story. that was a long one, Carter, I mean, yeah. but oh. that's what's going to happen. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think um, in fairness, <clears throat> not fairness, just to be clear, uh, the timing of when these platforms come out is very important because Gab suffered from being the first major Twitter alternative at a time when Twitter was banning the most egregious people first. Twitter didn't start by banning Mikey Harlow. They started by banning actual white supremacists. Not like there are evil, horrible people in the world who say really, really, really horrible things. 
when those are the people that are first banned and the alternative is basically just gab at the time, they were a higher concentration of those people on gab. But that's not gab's fault. It's just because those people were the ones that were homeless and they needed some place to go and they went to gab. Um, so these platforms might actually start out populated with a disproportionately hateful group of people. But as censorship expands and as you get more and more just wrong think, now you've got a lot of people that are homeless and they'll start to balance some of these platforms out. Uh, so I like I do think I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I, I, I think there's definitely conspiracy and all that stuff. But um, like there was there was a little bit of legitimacy. If you went on Gab early on, it was like, oh, this is kind of a cesspool. It was kind of a cesspool. Now, I still think cesspools should be allowed and part of the app store. <laughs> like, yes. There are cesspools in the world, and you should have access to them if you want them. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, that's <clears throat> that's where we are. So I don't know. I don't know if uh, – I don't know that they'll be able to get away with it on MeWe, and I don't know if it's Parler or Parlay, but whatever. Uh, Parler. Parler. <sighs> Damn it. I know it's, it sounds like, I know, it, it just call me. it when you would like. All right, whatever. Honey, honey on, you do you. On those two <laughs> platforms, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if they'll get away, I don't know if they'll get away with being able to claim that they're all alt-right, because I think they are, are already pretty, not, they're more diverse than Gab, let's put it that way. They're more ideologically diverse than Gab, because yes, because they came yeah. later, and you're right, yeah. Gab was the only alternative that was emerging at the time when they were first doing mass purgings. And like you said, look, look at the way ecosystems work. Who's going to go there first? The first people banned. Right. There are definitely going to be white nationalists there. Don't follow them. Don't follow them. And, and don't fall for that crap. And they're going to, I do believe they're still going to, they're going to try that with Parler though. And because I've already seen, I've already seen the way this ecosystem works. The, the, I've already oh. seen people on the left saying, oh, but isn't it just a right wing, alt right? You know, they're already putting that out there into the minds of these people who are repeating it. Sorry, my yeah. friend, my friend is in chat who I haven't seen in a long time. I mean, not in chat. In fact, I'm surprised. Why are you even watching? Uh, Hi, S. Misanthrope. Uh, she says Gab Hi. wasn't bad early, but got worse later. Um, yeah, I, be- I believe that. Yeah, but probably it, my guess is you were you were really early to Gab. My guess is that you were there before there was mass purging of horrible people on Twitter, <clears throat> uh, and they ended up taking over Gab. There, Gab also had some problems with porn, I think. Uh, and some weirdness, but regardless, um, yeah, regardless, you should be able to access your cesspool. Okay. Um, we have a, we have a super chat from Brian Allen that says, does this mean Carter will start listening to outlaw country? I don't know what outlaw country is. Yes. Is that a thing? Carter. Yes. Come to Texas. We're going to listen to nothing but outlaw country. (laughs) All right. Um, So it's a genre of music. Yes. Which you've already being when I did my uh, my shirt that said where there's a Willie, there's a Waylon. And Carter was like, I don't get it. And I said, well, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. And he said, yeah, I know. I know that saying, but who's Waylon? <laughs> <laughs> and Willie. 
I guessed Willie Nelson, I guess. <laughs> who's Waylon? <laughs> I still don't oh, know who Waylon is, but that's a separate issue. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, by the way, someone was asking about uh, super chats really quickly. Yeah, if you want to super, quote super chat us, uh, you have to go to Subscribe Star and give us a tip and put a note in there because we don't have super chat on this channel because it's a brand new channel. So, sorry, Carrie. Go ahead. We don't have it on this channel, but if you go to during the show, if you go to subscribestar.com, go to unsafe space, we will read it, um, do our best to read all those out loud today. Uh, and if you're not already, please subscribe to this channel. This is not our regular channel. If you followed the link on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, however you got here today, go ahead and subscribe to this channel, please. This is our backup. This is our clips channel. And we will be in exile here until our, our seven day ban is over. Yep. Um, Somebody, somebody said, uh, oh, what was it? That Twitter, oh, Azur says Twitter is filled with porn. Yeah, I was naive about that until recently. That's another great example. Twitter's filled with pornography and they don't take any of that down. And then, but then Gab gets this double standard about, you know, we're not going to approve yeah, your Yeah, actually what you I don't understand about that is actually Apple. Because Apple doesn't allow porn on their platform, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, but they certainly have no problem with Twitter. So I don't understand. <laughs> That's a pretty blatant selective enforcement policy. Uh, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, and by the way, you also, when you get, when you start to get, um, when you start to get wrong thinkers, so, how do I want to say this? When good things get outlawed, good people become outlaws, right? Like you, you end up hanging out with other people who aren't actually necessarily good. I mean, the example I can think of is, um, well, regardless of what your stance on porn is, uh, I remember when YouTube started banning, weren't they banning a bunch of gun videos or they were saying they were banning a bunch of gun videos? Some platform was banning gun videos. I don't yes. remember what platform it was. Uh, YouTube. YouTube did. Was it, was it YouTube? They started going to Pornhub because Pornhub was like, well, we have no standards. So like <laughs> <laughs> we'll host your videos for free. Right. <laughs> so there was like a there was like a movement. I don't know if it's still there, but there was like a movement of like gun videos to Pornhub, um, which seems like I don't know, maybe to some people it seems like a weird marriage, but they were both like outcasts from mainstream society for different reasons. So there they were together. And you, and they're gonna let. We've actually joked before about eventually unsafe space is gonna end up on Pornhub because that'll right. be the only place. That <laughs> the only place stuff. that we're allowed to stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Want to hear something yeah. dirty? Yeah. Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> Liberty. <laughs> the Enlightenment, Western civilization. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Want to hear something taboo? <laughs> I'm getting individual all hot and bothered by should, yeah, yeah, John Locke. Individual rights should be should supersede the rights of a collective. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> we should do a uh, we should do that's maybe that's what I should do for my OnlyFans. It should just be reading John Stuart Mill. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> if you may, I I was never. An advocate of you making an OnlyFans account, but I am now. If that's if that's what you're gonna do, you it's should just, totally. It's just yeah, John Stuart Mill in it, read in a sexy voice. You should dress up like a school marm and read 
all like enlightenment writers out loud. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm down. Somebody just said at the same time we said that Noah was like, yeah, get an only get an only fans. How is only I'm sorry. I'm, I don't want to be dumb. I'm not really trying. Not, I'm not trying to be dumb. Is only OnlyFans is porn? Is it a porn thing? Pretty much, yeah. Maria okay. says, I'll give you a tip if you show me your bookshelf. If you show me your books. <laughs> Someone says, talk libertarian to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's okay. a, it's like all those memes. Hold on. My, there's all those memes that... Uh, <laughs> crap, I forget... <laughs> I forget them. All, I, I forget all of them, but there's like there's a whole list of them, and one of them was the you know the meme with the guy and the girl in bed, and the and the uh, guy is turned over like not looking at her, and the yes. girl's like, what is he like? Oh, I wonder if he doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> and there's one like that where he's thinking, taxation is theft. <laughs> there's like <laughs> there's a whole bunch of libertarian like memes where that like mix yeah. this like confused romance or sexuality with like actually the guy is thinking about yeah we're just thinking about something else <laughs> so. so so hey i want to i want to say something i want to ask you something carter that we something we talked about in a private conversation yesterday if you don't mind and if you do that's okay but only because we were I don't on speaker remember phone what we talked about and we were talking about the <laughs> election results and oh yeah sure what what you said actually really helped my boyfriend, I don't know if you know this, but it helped I, I him. What did I say? Well, I asked you, we were talking about, on our last Cafefi break, we were talking about fraud and you, and you of course were saying, I don't, I haven't seen evidence of it. I can't point to it. Well, I want to be the clear. Anomalies. I didn't see lots right. of evidence. I have seen some lots evidence. Of evidence. Yeah. You've seen some evidence. And even though we looked at the Benford's analysis and we looked at, yes, these are really very suspicious statistical anomalies in the Biden vote numbers and the times that the Biden, Biden votes came in. Um, what I asked you on the phone yesterday when we were just talking as friends, I said, okay, but Carter, Carter, in your gut, in your gut, in your oh, right. gut, what do you think? What do you think happened in your gut? I want to know oh. what your elephant thinks. Yeah. Do you want me to say it or do you want to tell yeah. people? What oh. do you think happened in your gut? Yeah, no. I, so this is what I told Carrie because she was really trying to get me to say something. And, and, and I finally realized she just wanted to know how I felt, which was yeah. weird for me. <laughs> so I was like, oh, Cause yeah. Cause don't usually- in my, yeah, in my gut. Totally, he stole the fucking election. Obviously, like, there's no way that Biden got more votes, votes than Obama. There's no way. Like, my gut is totally this is a steal. Absolutely. I just yes. don't like going around saying that because I don't have proof of it. I've got some evidence. I think, I, I mean, I've seen a little bit of evidence. I think it should be investigated. I don't think people should run around saying what they feel just because they feel it. So that's why I don't say it. But do I feel that way? Absolutely, I feel that way. Of course, I feel that way. I mean, look, I, I was telling Carrie, Kamala Harris is from the Bay Area. No one likes her. No one likes no one likes her here. There was not compared to Hillary Clinton signs, there was maybe, I will say, a third, if that, many as many signs for Biden as there were for HRC. And yet somehow he get and by the way. Nowhere near as many as for Obama. I mean, Obama was all over the place, right? right? And yet, and yet, we're supposed to believe that somehow he had like this the largest voter turnout in history for Biden. I right. I find it 
unbelievable. However, it's unbelievable. I'm not know, going to say that it's definitely true. Um, I will say of this, course. though. I will say this, because this got me thinking about this, actually. I think we should be asking the questions of, are the elections fair? And um, it reminded me of something. Uh, first of all, I think most people know that I used to be a cryptographer. I used to be a crypto dude. And I remember a while ago, I ended up, I wrote a letter. This It was probably 15 years ago. I don't know. It was a long time ago. I wrote a letter to a congressman, probably one of the only letters I've ever written to a congressman ever about anything. Um, and it was about Diebold's voting machines because the voting machine at the time, we all kind of knew, the whole crypto community kind of knew, the voting machines are totally insecure. It's totally crap. Uh, this is really dangerous. But no one listens to nerds. So I was, I tried to write a letter. I, oh, I did. I wrote a letter to my congressman outlining the problems with Diebold's voting machines and like, hey, this is, this is a real issue. You can't be using these voting machines in an election. And I got like a form letter back that was like patting me on the head like, oh, you stupid nerd. They're fine. Bye. <laughs> Trust democracy. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I, I think that was the last time I ever wrote a congressman about anything. But, uh, you know, this is not. I do want to say this for non-technical people. In fact, there's a um, there's a uh, documentary about the Diebold thing in particular. I think it's called Hacking Democracy. Um, and the, the only people that have claimed it was false is Diebold. <laughs> so there you go. Um, but it's pretty up and up. I mean, I know one of the guys that was in, uh, involved in it, or I, I did. I used to work with him. Um, like, it's, it's a good documentary. It will tell you what was going on with the voting machines and what the risks were. Now, granted, this was 15 years ago, but I will say this as a security person, or at least a former security person, it is, there is nothing conspiratorial. There is nothing Alex Jones-like. There is nothing crazy or on the edge or beyond the pale in saying, hey, you know what? Electronic voting machines could be very risky and might have serious problems. Yeah. They very well may have serious, serious, serious problems. And there was a uh, Lieutenant General Thomas uh, McKinnery spoke about this recently in with respect to this election. He talked about um, Hammer and Scorecard. Hammer is a SIGINT program. It's a SIGINT monitoring program that um, it's designed to just monitor uh, closed networks. Um, and I think the NSA took hold of it. I don't think they developed it, but I'm not sure. They took hold of it. The CAA then then got it. So it's it's in the deep state. They they have this. They use it. Obviously, they do a lot of stuff, as as you guys I'm sure know. That's also not a conspiracy. That's just fact. Um, and they all there's also a program that goes with it called Scorecard. And Scorecard can be used to change votes. Uh, it can be used to change votes. Now, was this deployed? I don't know. I'm not saying it was deployed. Is it suspect? Yeah. And there's a video about uh, there's a video about this that one of our listeners sent me. Oh, hold on. I think I even have. Yeah, I do. Hold on. I'm not going to play the video, but I'm going to show you the video. Um, one of our listeners sent us this. This is um, a small guy, small channel, David Wallace. So plug in the smaller channel. Actually, he's bigger than us now. Go, David. Uh, 
<laughs> but a smaller channel. But this video's got like 28,000 views. It's a, it's a good video. Um, it's called The Hammer and Scorecard. This is part two. In this video, you can see here's some, some weird stuff happening. You can watch CNN. CNN is linked directly to the computer system here that is counting votes. And you can watch as 560 votes are deducted from uh, Andy Bashir, the Democrat, or sorry, added to the Democrat and deducted from the same amount all in one instance. There's an update to the numbers, and that update is just a flop of votes from, from, from this candidate to this candidate, from the Republican to the Democrat. It just takes 560 away from Matt Bevin, gives 560 to Andy Bashir. Now, that is it proof that there's something wrong? It is not proof. Is it evidence that there's something weird? It is evidence. That's a weird update to see in real time, that suddenly a candidate loses X number of votes, simultaneous, a different candidate gets X number of votes. That's a weird anomaly. And I am extremely distrustful of any electronic voting system. And I don't know how, if you care about democracy, which I generally don't, but if you do care about democracy, uh, I don't know how you can be comfortable with electronic voting machines. Um, I really yeah. don't. I, I, as the, as a cryptographer, I would rather have paper and pen. I would rather have everything be paper and pen. I wouldn't want mail in. I would want in person paper and pen. Is it a nightmare to count? Yes. Can there be fraud? Yes. It's way harder to do mass fraud that way. Way harder. If you can't, if everyone has to yeah. show up in person and it's paper and pen, there's a paper, there's a paper, there's literally a paper trail, uh, these, these voting systems, there is a NIST standard for voting systems. They don't have, uh, but they, they not every state um, adheres to the NIST standard because they don't have to. Uh, many, many don't. They have their own standards or whatever or a different set of standards. And there's just not a lot of transparency in this stuff. There's not a lot of auditability. There's not a lot of transparency. And it is completely, completely possible that there is massive electronic voting fraud happening for anyone yeah. either way. And yeah. And just so that you know this is <laughs> this shouldn't be a partisan thing. I thought to myself I wonder what the mainstream media was saying 4 years ago. Hey look, here's the Daily Beast, Carrie. How do we yeah. know elections are fair? Hey, that's a good question, Daily Beast. How do we know? Well, uh, hey, these touchscreens, direct recording electronics, which leave no paper or tra trail, are notoriously unsafe. Oh, really? Electronic voting is notoriously unsafe? Thanks for telling me, Daily Beast. Oh, was this only four years ago? Hey, look, um, you can alter the programs. Hey, these things are used in Pennsylvania. Oh, Wow, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Hey, note that in swing mm. states with narrow margins, one would not have to falsify a wide part of the election. Altering the vote in one or two main counties would very likely do. The reassurance offered by President Obama that America has a decentralized voting system hard to tamper with as a whole is unfortunately undercut by these facts. So, look, four years ago, the mainstream media is all about double checking. It's all about, uh, hey, yeah. let's make sure this the system is... You know, very, it could be tampered with. This is very dangerous. Now, uh, it's fake news. If you go watch, in fact, that video I just showed you, every every YouTube yeah. video that talks about voting does this. That video I just showed you, underneath it, 
underneath it. Let's, I'm just going to show you what it says underneath the video. This is what YouTube's putting everywhere. Yep. Uh, first of all, first of all, they say U.S. elections. They add these things. These two things are not in control of the person who uploaded this video. These things are in control. Uh, these are controlled 100% by YouTube. They place them here without permission. They place here. The AP has called the presidential race for Joe Biden. So they're telling you, hey, this guy's talking about elections, but the AP, by the way, the media shouldn't get to call races, but okay. The AP called the race, okay. And then robust safeguards help ensure the integrity of elections and results. Learn more. Oh, hey, oh, thank stop you, questioning dude. the integrity of the election. Now, I just have, right. a, I just have this know, one thing to say. You know who says to stop questioning the integrity of elections? People who are cheating. People who are cheating. Yes. And, you know, they they were doing this leading in the days leading up to the election and in the days since they are censoring the president of the United States tweets. They are putting his tweets behind a warning that tells you they're false. And you have to click on the warning and make sure you want to see the tweet that the president of the United States tweeted. And then. Once you see it, they don't let you like it. They're limiting the interaction and they tell you, we're limiting the interaction you can do with these harmful tweets, right? They also have little, just like that, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram are all putting little notices without your permission at the bottom of your post now. And they're telling people, hey, any any tweet I've read about possible voter fraud or about the election integrity, at the bottom it says, like a little notice from Twitter that says, hey, Learn why mail-in voting is safe and secure. Oh, really? Learn why it's safe and secure? Thank you for looking up for me, Twitter. Thank you for telling me what to think. Just, just think Social about that media for a second. Overlords. Think about this for a second. This is a – the idea that mail-in voting is safe and secure is unquestionably an opinion about a controversial topic. Like, you can't argue that mail-in voting is not controversial. There have been half the country arguing with the other half of the country about mail-in voting. It is clearly a controversial topic. Uh, there has been evidence, uh, we saw with the Project Veritas video, of mass harvesting of ballots, um, mail-in ballots. And yet, yeah. they treat this as if it's a fact it's almost like they're saying the earth actually isn't flat. It's, it's a sphere. Find out more here. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, they okay. Did. But this is not the earth and the flat earth theory. This is something different. This is an opinion about risk management and the, the, and the risk of having a mail-in ballot versus an in-person ballot. That's, an, that's something that people can have opinions on. And there are different perspectives and there is evidence for I would say probably more for the worry about it side than the other side, but there's evidence for both sides. Yeah. But it's treated as if they, it's a fact. Yeah. I, uh, I also sent you, I don't know if you can put it up or if we even need to, but Instagram and Facebook have been censoring the meme, the Stalin meme that's going around where Which Stalin meme? it's, Oh, oh, that one. It, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. sent it to you on Discord. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. where Stalin, it, it's just a picture of Stalin. <laughs> Stalin, and it says, uh, it's not who votes that counts. It's who, who counts, counts the votes. votes. Yeah. yeah. And so Instagram gave me a warning. I got a strike on Instagram or whatever they call it there. And the warning itself was hilarious. 
because they told me they put a little warning now on my post so everyone can see it that this is this post contains fake news and it's been independently fact checked. It's, it's a meme. It's a meme with a with a quote with Stalin. Stalin. Yeah, with <laughs> Stalin. In it. And they basically said if you go and read it, it says Stalin. We Stalin wasn't talking about um, this current um, general election in America. Stalin was talking about communist elections. It's like, oh. Fake news. Stalin really? is dead. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> Stalin's dead, guys. Stalin's actually wow, dead. Kerry's trying to convince you that he's alive. Wow, thank you. And uh, <laughs> and then they had a little warning, like the mafia at the bottom. It says, you may want to delete this post because people who share fake news like you, people like you, you, you get – they didn't use the word shadow ban, but they described what shadow banning is. They said – your posts are going to be down throttled and they're not going to show up in people's feeds as much if you continue to do this. And by the way, deleting the post won't affect that anyway, but you should delete it. <laughs> it's like, we're going to shadow ban you, but deleting the post doesn't affect your shadow banning, but you should self-censor anyway. You should be very careful going forward. It's, I'm like, wow, you know who would do this? Stalin would do this. <laughs> Stalin. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> We're not Stalin saying it's illegal like, to vote for anyone other than Stalin, but you really should think about voting for Stalin. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, Elizabeth says Instagram cracks their knuckles. Yeah. So then I uh, I shared the warning and stuff just to let people see this. This is happening, right? And it wasn't yeah. just me. I saw other people with the Stalin meme getting uh, strikes and getting censored. And I shared it on Facebook and Instagram, just said, hey, uh, guess what, guys? Instagram just fact-checked this Stalin meme and gave me a warning. And by posting, just by telling people what happened and showing them the screenshot, I got a second warning. Hey, you've shared fake news again. Yeah, you've shared fake news again. Be very careful. We are going to start shadow banning you. You may want to delete this post also. And and on Facebook, they did the same. They did the same. Fake news. And everyone who shared it got the little fake news thing there. Hey, Stalin was talking about communist elections, guys. This is fake news. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, we live. It's in funny that it's the Marxists world. telling you to not worry. That was just under communism. Like, right. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But it, it's their behavior. Their behavior cracks me up because they're sitting here saying, "Don't make comparisons to today and to what Stalin was talking about." Uh, certainly don't make those comparisons when we're about to uh, shadow ban you and try to restrict your speech just like Stalin would do. Don't make that comparison. But, you know, we're about to behave just like the person we're saying you can't talk about. Um, but but Stalin's not the only person I've been thinking about recently. I was thinking about Hitler because wow. when you I got asked some you, dark thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Just out of context. That was funny. I haven't just been thinking about Stalin recently. Also Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> Also Hitler. What, is, uh, what does Tiger think about this? Tiger is really upset. So so when I asked you about your gut for the election, mm. and thank you for sharing your gut here, because my gut says, and again, I'm not making any, I'm not pointing to any, I'm asking what does your elephant think? My elephant says this is batshit baloney bananas yes. that we're expected to believe that Biden got more votes than President Obama got during his landslide victory. And to your point, Carter, about there being no enthusiasm for Biden, I went to a Stop the Steal rally a couple days ago, my friend, and the Trump people were out in full force at the rally and they had 
all the over the top, you know, flags and stickers and they had signs and it was Trump's Trump Trump stuff everywhere, hats and clothing. And there were people driving by with their trucks, had decals on them. And they had like they had they had stickers of Trump riding in the backseat of their truck and they're flying big flags. There's a guy on roller skates who kept going back and forth like a parade with huge American flag and Trump flag, Trump stuff everywhere. About maybe a fourth or two thirds of the crowd were Biden people and they were pretty much stayed in one area. They didn't have any signs and they were also doing it was like a parade route around the Capitol. They were also in the quote unquote parade and they were coming by in Jeeps with girls hanging out the top like they're at spring break, just screaming F you and doing the bird at all the Trump people. But they didn't have any Biden stuff. There's no Biden decals. There's no Biden signs. I saw like two Biden signs. And a couple of handmade signs, but there was nothing that, because they don't they never had that stuff. They never had the stickers and the flags and the decals and the clothing and the hats. I didn't see any hats or clothing. I don't None. even remember. What's Biden's campaign slogan? I, I don't even know. It, it Was it no malarkey? <laughs> I thought so, but, but they, I think they changed it. But I don't but nobody knows. There was no enthusiasm. <laughs> there were no signs. Like that's your whole point. <laughs> Back when Clinton was running, there were signs everywhere in Austin. There were barely any for Biden. I saw a few. Most of them were like, well, one of the one of the stickers I saw said was like, gotta get behind Biden, which sounds even sounds like, I guess I gotta do this. Gotta get behind him. <laughs> gotta get behind this guy I don't really like. Like they didn't have any enthusiasm. So I just don't believe, and you and I know, just again, our gut going into it, we I my gut going into it was if everything, and I said this before, before the election, if if it if everything were fair, I think Trump would win in with a greater margin than he did last time because I know so many liberals and progressives who are voting for him. And I think the enthusiasm, the gut is my God is telling me the enthusiasm is there for him. And what did he do? He did what we said he was gonna do. He he got more votes than than Obama did, if you believe his count. He got more votes than Obama's landslide. He doubled he doubled his support among black women. He significantly increased his support among black men, um, among Latino, the Latino voting. He went dr- dramatically up. I think he doubled or tripled his LGBT support. Um, all of these all these commun- so-called marginalized communities that they've been telling us for four years, we need to be so afraid of him. We need to be so afraid. A lot of those community people in those communities said that's BS and woke up. And went out and voted for him. People who did not vote for him the time before. We saw that support double and triple in some cases in these marginalized groups. And and there's no way. And my and my gut before the election also said, also said, but I remember you and I said this, but I think the fix is in. Yeah. And so my gut tells me, yeah, the fix is in. We went to bed on election night saying, okay. Like somebody I follow was like, okay, well, they'll have to manufacture almost a million votes in in Pennsylvania. Is that even possible to manufacture a million votes in Pennsylvania? Because he was 700, Biden was 700,000 behind. Yeah, he was very far behind. And I went to bed thinking, yeah, it is possible. It is possible to tell a lie that big because here's why. I just want to I just want to read this quote. Can I share? Can I share my screen with you? Let's see. By the Um, way, people are saying his slogan was actually build back better. Which I think is horrible, but okay. Who am I? Uh, okay. <laughs> no malarkey is better. Okay, see if, see if you can see this. Can you see that? Uh, oh, wait. Look at this. Hold on. Maybe. Maybe. 
Let's see. I think I can make, I think I can do this. There, hold on, how do I get rid of myself on this screen? Hold on, I can only see half of it now, which is annoying. I can't get, I can't get rid of my see. own image on this screen. <sighs> That's okay, you can read it, you can read the quote. I'm gonna read it, All right. you can see it. Hold on. Nope. You guys have heard like the quote. I'm, pl I'm playing with, I'm just playing with, uh, well, I read it. I'm playing with this so I'm sure you guys have heard as you do this. Quote, uh, if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. Okay. If, if you read, if you read Mein Kampf, Hitler wrote a lot about what he called the big lie. And, and for those who speak German in the audience, I'm prob I'm about to butcher this. I wish, wish my fellow were here. He speaks German. Uh, die gross Luga. Lug. Anyway, the big lie. So here's a section of where he talks about the big lie. Um, and this is, this is from Adolf Hitler. In the big lie, there is always a certain force of credibility because the broad masses of a nation are always more easily corrupted in the deeper strata of their emotional nature than consciously or voluntarily. Thus, in the primitive simplicity of their minds, they more readily fall victims to the big lie than the small lie, since they themselves often tell small lies in little matters, but would be ashamed to resort to large-scale falsehoods. It would never come into their heads to fabricate colossal untruths, and they would not believe that others could have the impudence to distort the truth so infamously even though the facts which prove this to be so may be brought clearly to their minds, they will still doubt and waver and will continue to think that there may be some other explanation. For the grossly impudent lie always leaves traces behind it, even after it has been nailed down, a fact which is known to all expert liars in this world and to all who conspire together in the art of lying. So I was about, as I said, not just Stalin, but Hitler, uh, recently what he had written about the big lie. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to stop sharing this now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do believe he was right. You can, it, there's something I read into that. I'm reading, he definitely had a, uh, obviously an arrogance and a sort of a disgust with human beings, with the masses. He's, you can read that in there. He views them all as stupid sheep and, but I think he's absolutely right that humans as a group, as a group, okay, maybe maybe different than individuals, but as a group are more likely to believe a big, obvious, giant lie, something that they, that's why I asked you about your gut, something their gut tells them is there's something off here, right? But they're more likely to believe it than a small lie. Because yeah, because good because people can't conceive of trying to do something like that. It's just yes. so outlandish. Yeah, because yeah. the lie is so colossal, to use his word colossal, the lie is so big that the size of the lie itself means people are likely to believe it. And so that quote that we've heard, you know, if you tell a lie big enough, big enough, people will believe it. Mm -hmm. Just repeat it often. People will believe it. That's my, that is my takeaway from this election. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm always fascinated whenever anyone 
references or reads Hitler or Stalin um, or Mao, uh, to, to look back and or Pol Pot, right? Some of the things that they said, yeah. to look back and think, you know, we seem to be obsessed with this, like Hitler is this person on the right and Mao is this person on the left or, or you know, or Stalin is this person on the left. There's really very little difference at all between these people. There's really very little difference. And usually there's only, usually there's only one side, not always, but like it's usually pretty clear in modern society which group of people is on the side of authoritarians. Like, okay, who are the people whose words might get confused with things that Hitler or Stalin have said? It's not the people on the right in 2020. It's not, <laughs> it's not Trump. I mean, Trump's might, words might get confused for, I, I don't know, some, <laughs> something a uh, <laughs> construction worker might say, but he's not going to get confused with Stalin or Hitler. Um, but what you hear from the mainstream media and not from by, the leftist not by elites. serious people. Well, I mean, his words aren't going to be. I mean, you, you really have right. to you have to make stuff up to to yeah. to do that, right? Um, or obviously misrepresent. But on the left, this is what you hear all the time. I mean, you you remember you've you've referenced it a few times now. Samuel Say's essay where he begins with Hitler's uh, <laughs> treaties on not treaties, but his his uh, support of social justice, right? Yeah, Hitler. This is yeah. He wrote about and spoke about social justice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I th this is why, this is why I, I, it's hard for me to get in the past. It's been hard for me to get excited about the Republicans or Democrats because I've always viewed it as this, like, this is authoritarian versus libertarian type of spectrum. Yeah. Um, the thing that's more, that's interesting about Trump is I think, I think in losing, assume that he's assuming he's lost in losing Trump in the white house. I don't, I wouldn't say that we've lost a particularly, uh, I wouldn't say that he, he's a particularly lucid ally. I wouldn't say he's particularly erudite or learned about the enemy. I wouldn't say he's an ally who's particularly, uh, well-spoken. But he is an ally who, in his gut, gets America on some level and wants to defend it. And he's been an ally. This is why, yeah, okay, it took him a while to get the CRT executive order, probably because he'd never heard about critical race theory. He had no idea. But, you know, someone explains it to him, and he goes, well, that sounds bad. He gets it. And he tries to make sure taxpayer dollars aren't spent undermining the foundation of America. That makes him an ally on a level that I think neither party has put forward a candidate that was allied emotionally with the spirit of America. And I think in that sense, he is allied emotionally with the things that make America great, thus his slogan. Like, I think he speaks to something that's, I don't mean spiritual in the Christian sense, I just mean he speaks to the spirit of America in a way that resonates with a lot of people. And he doesn't necessarily speak well to it, but he gets it, uh, in many ways. And, uh, 
you know, I don't, this is why the Republican Party hated him. Remember, they hated him. They've, they've always hated him. They hated him in the primaries. They, hate, they hated him. Remember the Never Trumpers and, and then the Lincoln Project. They've always hated him. So the Republicans have always, yeah, the absolutely. Republicans have always hated the Trump. The Republican establishment, because he's not a Republican. No. At the end of the day, I mean, he, he ran as one, but uh, but Bernie ran as a Democrat, and Bernie's not a Democrat. I mean, right. So I, you know, it is it is sad. We are gonna <coughs> we are gonna lose. I think one of the only, and I'll say, a rough, crass, spiritual ally, but an ally nonetheless. Uh, yeah. Right. So uh, let's do a couple super chats. We do have just as a reminder, if you want to give us super chats, this channel is too small for super chats. It's too new. Um, we need so to gotta, get a thousand subscribers here before we can get super chats. So subscribe if you haven't. Yeah, already. there's other metrics, too, but that's one of them. Yeah. yeah. So uh, but you can go to subscribestar.com slash unsafe space and you can do a tip and write a note in the tip. And I am looking at that page right now. So uh, Tara uh, Tara says, Waylon Jennings, she's referencing, yeah, thank you, Tara. <laughs> Waylon Jennings, thank you, Tara. that was the Waylon I didn't know. Apparently, Waylon Jennings, for those of you who don't know, is a country singer. Oh, right? my right? gosh, Carter. I got that right, right? You, oh, gosh, yes, he is a All country right. <laughs> singer. <laughs> Merle Haggard, you don't know any outlaw country Johnny Cash, The Highwaymen. I know Johnny Cash. Everyone knows Johnny Cash. You know Johnny Cash. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Maldred13 gives uh, us 10 bucks and says, Hi, Carrie and Carter. The links give you a full study into the CNN clip with the Missouri governor election clip. This is a study by Russell Ramsland. Oh, yeah. And he's he's sending a link here. Um, I don't know if that's the same link. I'll look at uh, at it later, but we'll put links to Russell Ramsland. He's the guy. The video that I just showed you that showed that was uh, had the CNN screen and it showed the vote counts. There's a there's a guy who is focused on election integrity. His name is Russell Ramsland. He's the guy who's actually I think speaking and explaining it in that video. And so we'll link to his stuff. Keith Bissett gives us uh, five bucks and says, "Yes, Subscribestar works as an alternative to Super Chat. No problem. Also, the mailman just delivered my." alternate social media platform while you talked about leaving the bad ones three handheld ham radios censor this youtube see if you can ban me <laughs> on two meters <laughs> go keith <laughs> that will be that will be susan wojcicki's next step is to start putting up uh antenna all over the country <laughs> so they can ban you on two meters that will be there oh, wrong thing Shall detected we... <laughs> yeah and they'll just flood, they'll bend, flood it man. with. Uh, that's what we're gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're gonna be doing soon. I it's not uh, gonna be that bad. It won't be that. bad. Hi Sue, this is not a super chat, but Sue says, "Hey everyone, I'm watching between Zoom appointments." Hello, I just want to say hi. Oh, hi Sue. Um, do we have more of those super? No, chats? no, I think that's good for now. I think we're okay, good cool. as far as I can tell. Cool. Um, and someone just said, "Wow, ham radio, that's old school." Yes, Eugene. By the way. For those of you who are in the, there's like a growing ham radio community starting here now. We have a Telegram channel, a main Telegram channel, and we have a bunch of offshoots. And one of them is called Off Grid. Keith the Hat Guy runs it. And it is a spot for general off-grid stuff. I think it's maybe morphed into that, but it was intended for ham radio stuff. So I'm getting, I'm, I'm working on studying for my license with my daughter and uh, we'll do that eventually. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll have to take to the, it'll be old school. 
like pump up the volume. Remember that movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That'll be great. Um, all right. So go ahead. Well, here's something I think there's a couple things to expect. We kind of, we talked about some of these before, but mm-hmm. I sort of thought I was, I was wrong about one thing. I sort of thought that they would lay off of the censorship for a while, at least for a week or so. I just figured they will have Why? taken this at Biden installation as a victory and they'll lay off for a little bit and try and back off, you know, so people, people maybe quit accusing them of censorship, but I was wrong. Uh, friends like you and others who said, no, no, it's going to get worse immediately. We're right. And like I said, I, I think that's because there are probably individual employees who work at, who are SJW, who work at all these companies who are just enjoying their God power moment where they feel like full of the power of righteousness. And they're just pressing their finger on the scales a little bit and going after people that they've been hate monitoring for a while. Yep. Um, so we're starting to see that. They have dropped our subscriber numbers twice in the past week. Um, we, we've been dinged by uh, – we've lost 100 viewers at a time twice, our subscribers. So if you do subscribe to our regular channel on Unsafe Space, just go make sure you're still there. I've had dozens of people check and say, yeah, you're right. They unsubscribed me. They unsubscribed me personally a while back <laughs> from the channel. You're not, you not unsubscribed from your own channel. You just don't remember. Yeah, you don't remember. <laughs> YouTube is they're and, totally uh, gaslighting you. No, you never liked yeah, this channel, Carrie. You never liked your channel. <laughs> they're just messing with you. I think they're just messing with people. Yeah. And they're gonna they're going to, I think we can expect um going forward any of these alternative platforms. if you missed the beginning, I said the two that I seem to see emerging are MeWe, M E W E dot com as a competitor for Facebook. Go start a profile there if you want to get off Facebook. People seem to be migrating there. MeWe and then Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R.com, Parler as an alternative to Twitter. They gained 2 million new users yesterday, and so they've been a little slow. But um, those are the Good two that I seem, that seem to be emerging. I've also heard Wimkin. I didn't start one there yet, but Wimkin, W-I-M-K-I-N.com is another Facebook alternative like MeWe. Some people are going there, but it remains to be seen which ones of these take off. It's not enough to just go there and start the profile. I'm saying this out loud because I want to hold myself to this. <laughs> you have to actually use it and interact with people if you want to kill Facebook and Twitter. There is going to be a mass exodus planned on Facebook on November 13th. So if you want to join that, go dark on Facebook on November 13th and make that permanent jump to MeWe or some other network. Do it. Um and if you do not go dark, I would say at the very least start posting any additional content. Start doing more posts at the other places and see what that's like. You know, if you want to stick around for any ling- lingerers or at, at at Facebook or Twitter, do that. But but give more content to the other places and see how that works. I think that's a good strategy. But. Yeah, you can also just I'm just gonna throw this idea out here. Yeah. You could also not be on social media. You could also do that. <laughs> Just an idea. Just an hang idea. Out with, hang out with your kids. Um, yeah. Oh, and Noah says, yeah, Minds.com is another one. Minds. We yeah. do have a Minds account for Unsafe Space, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, can we just talk about a little bit, like, I want to talk about what's going to happen here, assuming Biden continues with his victory lap. Um so he's been talking all about unity and healing, which I think from a side that throws the term racism around, like it's uh, 
uh, popcorn at a carnival or something. Uh, it's kind of rich to have him. Yeah. Oh, yes. We're going to bring unity. Really? How about you just shut up? Stop calling people Nazis for everything. And and maybe that will help unify. Um, but so so they're going to bring us unity because Trump is divisive. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> um, look, he has already said a bunch of stuff he's going to do on day one. Um and by the way, if you didn't see the news, another related thing is if you didn't see the news, um, Pfizer has got a vaccine that has, according to them, proved 90% effective in the first analysis, a COVID vaccine. And it's going to be about, the FDA says it's going to be about two months before the release. Now, I'm not a big, I'm not going to take the vaccine. I'm not into vaccines. I don't want to get into a vaccine argument with anyone. So I'm not going to talk about that. But uh, they... A lot of people have been waiting for a vaccine. I Here's what's going to happen. They're going to wait a couple months. That puts us into whose presidency? Biden's. Biden's. They're going to wait to the Biden's presidency. They're going to announce the Pfizer vaccine. And I guarantee you, corporate media will credit Biden with the coronavirus vaccine. He yes. will get the credit for this. And I want to- You heard it here first. He will get the credit. You heard it here first. He will get the credit. Here's the other thing that I think is going to happen. He's already said he wanted to do a mandatory federal mask mandate. Yes, he has. I bet I bet they're going to they're going to keep coronavirus panic hysteria alive until Trump's out. Oh, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. they're going to Biden's going to do some short this is just my opinion, some short mask mandate federally. Mm-hmm. He's going to say Across the country, you know, I'm going to do what Trump wouldn't do. They're going to make a big deal out of it. Legacy media and so big social are going to praise him. Look, he's taking steps Trump wouldn't do. Mandatory mask mandate. He's going to, they're going to let that ride out for a few weeks. And then they're going to say, oh, look at these death rates. And things are not as bad as we thought. They're going down. Or actually, they're not going to say not as bad as we thought they would be. They're going to say the mask mandate and the vaccine and all these things we've done. It worked. For show. All these things we've mm-hmm. done worked, and yep. cor- yay, guys! Coronavirus is over. Can can I? The narrative will be: What do they say? History is written by the victors. The narrative will be that Biden cured coronavirus. Um, I already mm-hmm. have heard of anecdotally. Can I tell you? There was a concert the other night. Um, this woman at the at the concert was a Biden voter. Mm-hmm. She was she was. This is what she's. This is what she said. She was like. I'm so glad to be out at a show. I haven't been out in so long. This is, I'm paraphrasing, but something like this. I'm so glad to be out. haven't been out in so long, but we have a new president now. I figure I better start living. I better get out. This is a, it's it's interesting that you say that. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because first of all, uh, I agree with you. He's going to do something. I don't know if it'll be a mask mandate because I don't know that he can get away with a mask mandate, but he's going to do something. They're going to give him credit for it and they're going to forget about coronavirus, but he's going to take some action they can point to which will be which yes. they will try and correlate to some success, which you're not supposed to look into very clearly because there won't be if you look at the graph and ask when the thing happened, you won't be able to tell. But yeah. there'll be some spot at which this thing happened and they'll 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 credit Biden. Um, but I've already started to see a couple people in the Bay Area. This fascinates me. I have already seen people, little mask Nazis in the Bay Area loosen like literally on sunday so saturday the ap declared biden won on sunday they're already like 
well, maybe we can start getting together again. The masks, well, I'm, you know, I, yes. they're already yes. like, they're already, yes. he's not even president. They're already done with coronavirus because they don't need yes. to make it a big issue to defeat Trump anymore because Trump's defeated. They are such liars. This has been such a farce. And you know it's a farce because their masks are literally coming off already. Yes. Yes, just like that woman who's out at a show now without a mask and celebrating because there's a new president. I better start leaving. This is all psychological. I would say the same thing at the at the uh, Stop the Steal rally. All the Biden people who were out driving around in their Jeeps like spring break, flipping people off and calling people Nazis and whatever and, and, and gloating and singing na, 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 goodbye. Yeah. All those people. It was the first time I had seen a bunch of Biden people out where most of them were. It was like half mask, half not. Some of them were still wearing it, some weren't. But you're right. They've loosened it up psychologically. There, totally a lot of them different. are like, yep. I don't do this anymore. We've got Biden now. We got to, we're going to cure COVID now. We're cool. They know deep down. This is cognitive dissonance, I think, is, is, is sort of the way you see it play out. You can see in people's behavior, like you can see in the behavior of these people who are now going out without masks, who previously had them on. You can see what they really believe come out every once in a while, like what they deny that they believe, what their gut tells them that it's not that the mask doesn't really help or whatever it is they think or that it's this is overblown. You can now see it coming out with some of them. And I think you're going to see more of that. And it is really it is really going to be interesting. Um, I was thinking of Carter. I thought of a funny sketch. I wish we'd had a camera. I would have just shot this. I was in the grocery store on what day did they declare Biden? I think Saturday. Is it Saturday? Mm-hmm. So I was in the grocery store on Sunday then, the next day. And I've gotten to where I just don't – I told you for a while now, I just – I choose – sometimes I wear – most of the time I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody says anything near me. I'm a little bit north of Austin, so it's not as many mask holes here. But um, generally, they don't they don't say anything anymore. So I was in the store without the mask, but I was thinking how funny it would be. <laughs> If I, was, I was like, I just pictured someone running into the store, running up to people like, hey, guys, COVID's over. You don't have to wear COVID. Biden, they just declared Biden the winner. COVID's, guys, <laughs> yes. guys, COVID's over. Like with a banging on a pot of hand, like, woohoo, like running. <laughs> yep. I'm here to let you know the news, guy. Like the war is over. COVID's done. Yeah. Yep, totally. So, <laughs> totally. You know, uh, I, I should have thought of this when we were maybe more at the height of the mask stuff. But for some reason yesterday, I was reminded of the movie Demolition Man. And, you know, uh, you know, in Demolition Man, how they're so afraid of viruses or diseases that they literally they can't high five each other. They do this like they, they stop in midair and they like do this thing where their yeah. hands come close to each other, but they don't they don't high five. Yeah. And I thought to myself, look how far we've come as a country in the 90s. This movie was made in the 90s. In the 90s, the most germophobic, crazy social behavior that we could conceive of was people that still were within six feet of each other and couldn't high five and wouldn't have uh, actual sex. Those were the two things that they wouldn't do. They wouldn't like touch each other. They wouldn't have actual sex they would have like virtual sex if you had told someone in the 95 hey i know what if they all have to wear masks and be like six feet away from each other because they're that afraid of each other they would have laughed they would have laughed at you they would have like well no one would do that that's a ridiculous society it wouldn't even function we can't make a movie about that society that's just stupid uh 
So sometimes life is worse than science fiction dystopias. Sometimes, yeah, it's really <laughs> dumb. I had a, a a couple a couple of things. Um, one, there was a guy at so when I was at the Stop the Steal rally, there there was an old guy, like old enough to be my grandfather, old white guy, who had a mask on, and he came over to the Trump side. And, and I, I was watching him. He was just trying to start fights with people, like yelling at people, using curse words, calling them names right up in their face. Several times people had to come separate and be like, hey, guys, no, no violence. Back off, you know, because there were there were some Trump guys willing to mix it up with him. So he was getting in. He was he was the kind of person, I think, obviously, the psychology of someone who comes over to the Trump side to try and start fights. He was someone looking for uh, uh, to antagonize someone or, or to his elephant wanted to fight someone. Right. And so, um, so he, at some point, one of the guys told him I was a liberal who voted for Trump. Oh, because earlier I also took someone's megaphone. They were doing chants on the Trump side and I borrowed a megaphone Carter and I was like, they were doing different. I tried to start a chant. I'm like, liberals for Trump, liberals for Trump. And they all looked at me and laughed. I'm like, am I the only one? And then there was one guy who's like, libertarians for Trump. I'm like, there's one libertarians. For Trump. It was kind of funny, but I, uh, this, anyway, they told him, well, she's a liberal or something. And he, and he so he says to me, are you a liberal? Like right up. And I was like, yeah, I'm a liberal. And then, uh, he's, did you vote for Biden? No, I voted for Trump. And then, and then any, anyway, he tells me, uh, he called, well, first he calls me an effing B word. I'm not going to say it. I don't want to get the flag today called me an effing B word. He told me, uh, it actually said these words. I hope you get COVID and die, <laughs> which I'm just like, wow, it, 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 it doesn't it hurt my feelings or anything. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I can't. I, and so I was asking him, we were both raising our voices and I was rude to him too. I, I said, I'm sorry. I can't hear you through that face diaper you have on. And, uh, he, but you know, you should have just been him, like, I already have it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't about to do that, but I did ask him, I was trying to get, he was just yelling rude things like that. And I was saying, I was trying to get louder. I'm like, what, why would you think I would come back to your side with that? Right. Why would you say that to someone? Why do you have so much hatred in your heart? Why do you have so much hatred in your heart? I don't wish, I said, I don't wish death on you, sir. I didn't call you an effing B word, sir. I don't hope you die, sir, but you're supposed to be the side of tolerance and love. And you, do you think that's appealing to people? Do you think that that's persuasive that people want to be on a side with someone like that? And I was asking him like, what, what are you putting out in the world? You're putting out hatred. You don't even know me. And, and, and it was weird cause he sort of started, he kind of stammered a bit and then he just turned, he tried to pivot and say, well, Trump is, ha Trump is hateful. I'm like, I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about you, you, what is in your heart? What you are spewing to me is hateful. Why? And then he, he called me a stupid B word a few more times and then he, he retreated. Mm -hmm. But it was just interesting because we, I mean, we're used to that behavior online, but to have an, a, someone doing it in your face and for it to be in, I think because he was an old man, it just startled me more. I'm like, you look like somebody's kindly grandfather. <laughs> like, this is, do your grandkids know this is how you're spending your day, your weekend? Oh, they probably this, love it. Yeah, it it was very, I don't know, just disturbing that this guy's out there, 
you know, is this how he gets his jollies off? Plus, if you think Biden won, why do you even need to come spew your hatred? Why don't you go on the other side of the street with the people who are reacting like this is spring break and it, go celebrate like or gloat or whatever. But why are you over here trying to mix it up with fighting? I don't what a weird personality. Do you remember the first time that you realized that the people who looked old and wise could be idiots as well? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I remember right. that pretty You're distinctly. Right. It was like, oh, yeah. Wow. The 90-year-old yeah. guy who I think should have a life full of wisdom is a moron. Like, that does happen. Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. <sighs> oh. Somebody's somebody's texting me saying, no show today. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, we're Show. We did every possible thing we could let you to tattoo to, to let you know that there was yeah. a show today. I don't know what else we could Sorry, have done. Guys. We did lose our yeah. haters. Our haters, we only have upvotes on today's show. So sorry, haters haters didn't get the email, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. Uh Keith says, I was about four when that happened to me. All right. All right. Prodigy. <laughs> Brian Allen gives us a I was gonna say super chat. Beverly wants me to call them star chats uh but brian allen gives us a star chat and says uh mamas don't let your babies grow up to be soy boys they'll always be woke and never get the joke they will indeed oh it looks like carrie dropped off but she's coming back i hope um when i see her back i'll put her back on screen uh all right i'm gonna do wait is that are you back carrie no I wanted to talk a little bit also about just one other thing uh, with respect to Biden, aside from his unity and healing speeches and how they're going to be <clears throat> declaring COVID victory. Uh, oop, look at that. Skype is asking me to rate the call. What do you guys think? Should I rate it? <laughs> Should I rate it? Well, I can't even answer the new call. Hold on. Carrie's calling and I can't. It doesn't let me answer the call. I don't know why. And I missed it. Let me try her again. All right, maybe she's back now. Gary, are you back? Hey. Sorry about I don't know what happened to you. Um, uh, I think I was trying to do too many things at once. I opened my messenger to tell um, Nicole of the Mountain people what happened to us and where we're see? streaming. And then I, yeah. By the way, is your computer, is your computer uh, fixed now? No. Oh. No. Sorry. It's, don't worry, I'll get it fixed. Okay. I, I, wanted to, <sighs> I wanted to just talk about some other Biden stuff because I think people okay. should be aware of it. Um, he has said, sorry, I got to like half sit. I, I worked out my legs yesterday too much and like I'm standing this show. They're like jelly. They, they hurt to stand on. So I'm like going to half lean on this. This is what happens when you get old. You don't recover. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, Biden has said <clears throat> that he is going to undo basically everything he can from Trump on day one, right? As, as soon as he can. So we can expect him. He hasn't said that he's going to repeal the critical race theory executive order, but we know, we know that that's going to be on his agenda. It's probably not on his radar, but it's definitely on Kamala's radar. Uh, so that she will make sure that happens. So he's going to repeal the executive order banning critical race theory, which means um, your tax dollars will be spent uh, teaching 
people who receive government funding uh, that America is evil, white people are inherently racist, yada, 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 Marxist utopia, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's nice. That'll just happen. to underline that. Just to underline that. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, it means money that you earn that you are taxed by the government, that you give to the government is going to be used to push racist indoctrination that, in my opinion, is on the same level as the racist indoctrination that Hitler forced the reserve battalions to go through. Mm -hmm. That the same kind of workshops that they had to go through, race as a worldview, that same kind of stuff, it's, 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 it's on a moral equivalent with that. And yeah. your tax money is going to be funding that kind of racism in yep. the government. And now's the time I'd like to throw back in the face of those people who mock me for saying taxation is theft. I'm going to throw a phrase that you tell me all the time back in your face. Taxes are the price we pay for living in a civilized society. All right, then. There's your civilization. Critical race theory. Enjoy that civilization. Uh, so anyway, he's going to do that. Um, he's probably gonna, I don't know if you remember, Trump made some efforts to, uh, protect women with respect to Title IX in universities. Uh, yep. and Biden will undo oh. that and go back to the transgender stuff, allowing, he'll, he'll, it'll be, it's really bad for female athletes, I imagine. Um, cause Biden will unwind any of that. So there will be, uh, the, that South Park episode, uh, of the... <laughs> Remember the South Park yeah. episode of the the burly yeah. burly guy who was of quote female or whatever quote woman. Um, yeah, it'll be that. And, and to be clear, that he's going to roll back what they, like you said, the what they tried to do with Title IX, which was to prevent it from being misused as a weapon to take away the essentially to take away the civil rights of men on college campuses. Mm -hmm. And also to uh, to push the this uh, uh, this idea that men should biological men should be able to compete in women's sports. Well, the first um, thing you're talking about the, is the guilty so the first, and proven innocent thing. Talk right. About that. So the first thing. Yeah. The first thing I'm talking about is we have an old episode, pretty old. Like when we first started, we covered the yeah. Title Nine stuff. We should pull that up because that's a refresher of what was happening. You can find, surprisingly, even some legacy media outlets were covering this. There are numerous stories, numerous stories of men who uh, the way in which they started to use Title IX on college campuses is basically if you are a woman and you allege that you've been sexually harassed or raped or um, in, in some other way, uh, if you're offended, I don't know. But if you've if you've been sexually harassed or raped by a man. The accusation, the way they treat it on a college campus, they don't treat it like they do in a court of law. On a college campus, they take the accusation as um, God's truth. They then conduct a kangaroo court where in some cases the man who's accused is not allowed to even hear the evidence against him or the allegations against him or sometimes to even know who's making the allegation. Or have legal representation. Or have legal representation. Mm -hmm. They treat it um, – as if it's true on a lot of college campuses, they go ahead and suspend the guy from college or they tell him he's not allowed to attend classes anymore until the results of this kangaroo trial are over. Um, it is it is there's some evidence is disproportionately hurting uh, men of color who've been who've been facing some of these allegations and immigrants 
Um, it has ruined the careers, the trajectory, the, uh, the, the college career, and then presumably career beyond of, of people who've won. There are some guys they profiled who were like scholarship winners who've lost everything trying to defend themselves against these allegations and the, and the court that these, these title nine tribunals on colleges operate independently of the court of law. So even though, uh, in a lot of these cases, there's not enough evidence to prove anything legally, not even enough for police. The police are like, there's not even enough here to investigate. The colleges are acting differently and are basically acting as a, a hammer towards any woman who decides she has an ax to grind with a guy can go and make this allegation and ruin his life. There was one case we looked at where a guy and girl had dated for a while, had broken up some amount of time later, like a year later or so the girl decides she's a man and decides to transition. And then she files a title nine complaint and backdates it says this, this happened like a year ago when we were dating and says we were after they'd broken up, they were talking and they started kissing and that she says he, he touched her. He touched, I think it was her boob or something, touched her boob. She told him to stop. She didn't want to do that. And he did. They both agree on what happened. Actually. She also says that the reason she filed this complaint this amount of time later was because now that she's a man, she doesn't like seeing her ex-boyfriend in the boy in the men's restroom. She feels intimidated and, <laughs> She doesn't like seeing running into She's him in the harmed. men's room. Is she harmed by it? Right. Yeah. So she files this title non complaint, ruins this guy, ruin her ex boyfriend's life. And in in that case was amazing because none of the actual facts of that case are even disputed. And they're like, wait, why is this even a trial? Like she says he touched her, she told him to stop, and he did. And he did. And she's also on record saying she brought this against him because she didn't like running into him in the men's room now that she's a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's on record. There are so many of these. That's just one I'm picking out that I remember. Cause that one I thought was so egregious, but there are a lot of these and, uh, they're going to, tr- that was one of the, there were a couple things I was really glad Trump was doing. One was the executive action against critical race theory. And the other was this, this, um, pushback against title nine abuses on college campuses. And we are going to see that go away. And this will again be used to oppress I'm going to use that word that they they like to use with no meaning behind it. They, this will be used to oppress men again. Yep. yep. Uh, I mean, as I've, we've said this before, but it's probably been a while. The enemy is the the number one enemy. There's many enemies. They can hate you for being on a wrong thinker, no matter what your race, color, creed, doesn't matter, gender. But the archetypical enemy is the white Christian male. Uh, And so if they have a a college campus is, you're in the den of the wolves. That's the, that's like, (laughs) that's hell. That's Satan's lair, (laughs) is the college campus. And if they're allowed to make the rules, they will they will make you suffer they will make you suffer so uh what a great time to be alive and go to what a great time to take a second mortgage on your house and send your kid to college right what a Wrong. what a great time 
It's not so, like there's free MIT courses online or anything. Oh, wait a minute. There are. Uh, all right. The, the other, I just want to go through a few things he said he's going to get rid of. He's going to repeal okay. Trump's ban on travel from Muslim-majority countries, from some Muslim-majority countries. Um, wow. Wow. So this was the, the falsely are, reported the- Muslim ban, which isn't a Muslim ban. It, these are terrorist states. Uh the seven countries that Obama, do you know where he got the list? I'm sure you guys do, Obama, but anyone yeah. you share this with. Yeah, the seven countries were already under travel restrictions by Obama. Mm-hmm. Already. Obama picked those countries. Yeah, and this is not. All he did. Yeah. Go ahead. This is not, this is not all, new stuff. No, it's not new stuff. It's just anyone you're talking to who's in the echo chamber doesn't know this stuff. And I, I guess I still hope that our videos get shared with people who are <laughs> asleep. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not new. I mean, it has been illegal to do business with Iran, for example, or like it's there. There are rules. Do I agree with all of the rules all the time? Obviously not, uh, especially given my politics. But there are rules about involvement with certain governments and certain states. And it's completely reasonable if you're worried about – actors from particular states doing something to have travel restrictions on those. It's not a racist thing, but um, he's going to repeal it. And by the way, Joe Biden is not repealing it because he believes that it's actually a racist thing or that it will make the country safer. He's doing it because it's a virtue signal. It's called the Muslim ban. So he's going to undo the Muslim ban because he's going to virtue signal. Okay. Um, He's going to reinstate the... Go ahead. Wait, wait. So, so what they do is they create a narrative, and then they're beholden to the own narrative they've created. So they created this phony narrative way back when, because you know everything that Trump was doing, they tried to come out. It wasn't enough just to challenge him on, or criticize him on the things that he should be criticized on. It was they had to make up stuff too. That was one of the things that started to wake me up. So they made this up. That that was startling to me when I found that out. It was like, wait a minute, this isn't a Muslim ban. This is this is a travel ban to seven specific countries that have high incidence of terrorism. And the list was created by Obama because Obama already put restrictions on them. All he's doing is increasing the restrictions for a while. But they made this they made this lie. They created this narrative. They said, oh, my God, Trump is targeting Muslims. And that's somehow racist, even though that Islam's a religion and not a race. But he's targeting Muslims and it's racist. And they they put that narrative out there. They pretended like he chose these countries. They put the narrative out there. They pretended it was about targeting Muslims and that and they pretended that that was somehow racist. They created the narrative to stoke panic in people. Remember, all the leftists went to the airports and were protesting in, in L.A. and stuff. Um, they are now beholden to that narrative. It's what we talked about before, the big lie. You create a big lie, you get people to believe it. You yourself are now beholden to this lie. You're, everyone's going through the they're going through the motions. They try to they're gaslighting people. They have to they can't they can't step back from that lie now. The lie right. was that he did this. So what's one of the first things they have to do? Of course, this is on the list. We got to get rid of that Muslim ban we told you about, guys. Uh, yep. So now they're going to find themselves in a p- position where they're rolling back restrictions that Obama put on seven countries that have high incidents of terrorism. They're rolling back restrictions. 
that are there to protect us, that they set in place, that President Obama, when Joe Biden was vice president, that they set in place, they're going to get rid of that. You know why? Because they're more beholden to the lie that they created than they are to protecting us. Yep. Yep. He's going to reinstate the, the DACA, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Program, which allows, quote, dreamers uh, who are illegal immigrants who are brought to the United States as children to remain in the country. Why would you do that? Well, because I guarantee he hasn't said this, but I guarantee he has a path for citizenship that he's going to try and push. Um, and the primary reason for this is not anything ideological. The primary reason is that uh, they believe that the, the vast majority of the people uh, who would be made citizens will vote Democrat. That's why. That's the only reason. Uh, they're going to they're gonna talk about how they care so much and blah, 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 blah. But that's not the reason. Um, if, if, uh, if all of the, quote, undocumented immigrants, or if a majority of them were libertarians, they would be building a wall. The Democrats would be spending every last... <laughs> <laughs> they'd be building a wall, and they would have... Uh, military in the cities escorting people out and banging in doors and pulling out the the Mexicans if they thought Mexicans were were going to vote libertarian they would be deported faster than uh, Joe Biden can forget where he is so and yeah. again this is another case of it's it's not just that they want the voter base it's also sticking to the narrative they created another false narrative. You know, the pictures of kids in cages, those photos were taken when Obama was president. And, but they created this narrative that this is all, Trump hates immigrants and he's just so again. And they moved. Trump's speeches are not that different from Obama's speeches and from Clinton's speeches. They also were in favor of, uh, you know, restrictions on illegal immigration. You can take some of their speeches side by side. And if you were just to write them out, give them to a leftist, they they would probably say, oh, that's a Trump speech when it was actually an Obama speech or a Clinton speech because they don't know. a Biden speech from but the they, 90s. Biden's Biden speeches speech. from the 90s are, are Biden, not much different. Biden's yeah. speeches were not much different at all, but they had to move because the culture moved and, the, and the, again, the, the narrative moved. And so now they have this narrative. What do they do? They have to be beholden to the narrative. Yep. I, a lot of this is just dictated by being beholden. This is what Alexander Solzhenitsyn wrote about, about lies and about how lies can corrupt and take down a society and how every one of us should be committed to speaking truth and do not participate in the lies. That's the only way you take it down because otherwise our society is going to crumble. They are more beholden to the false narrative they've set up than they are to reality. They have to protect this false narrative. They have to protect the big lie. I mean that's why they invented the they they you know they make stuff up that works for them and then they stick with it. I mean that yeah. this is you know this isn't new. None of this is new, right? Um, yeah. He will rejoin the World Health Organization. Uh, and he will rejoin the Paris Climate Accord. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think we'll he see a Green will. New Deal type thing coming off of. Uh, Biden-Harris presidency. Um, someone said that Harris is going to invoke the 25th Amendment. I'm not sure she's going to have to. I would not be surprised 
if Biden steps down before the four years is up. I would not be surprised if he was like, well, you know, health reasons, uh, blah, 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 um, because it would give Kamala Harris uh, a chance to run as an incumbent. Um, and and I don't know that he I'm not actually convinced that Biden wants to be running. I don't know that no. he cares. So no, um, he, he didn't run last time. No. Um, I have no. to do a break. I'll be right back. Carter. It's okay. urgent. OK, you do an urgent break and we won't ask about what. Uh, yeah, I, I think I don't think he I don't think he cares. Uh, he's probably happy to have one. Uh, all right, let's do, um, I don't want to do, instead of Super Chats, I'm going to read a couple, I just want to read a couple emails we got. Um, hey, we got our downvoter. You found us. Welcome. Uh, okay. Someone wrote this to me this morning. Her name's Marie. She asked to be, I think she asked to be anonymous. I'm not going to share any other anything other than Marie. She was out on a run this morning. And she wanted to know what we think about this. She says, there are those who think they know better than others and have a right to tell other people how to live and what to think. And they like government because it's happy to oblige. Any reason to take more of our money. Then there are some who like being told how to live and what to think. So they go along with this. That leaves those of us who want to decide for themselves how to live their own lives, how they see fit, freedom, and resent the oppressive nature of government and censorship. And yet their tendency is to remain cheerful like the who's in Whoville after the Grinch stole Christmas. So the reason I want to read this is I think Marie is hitting on something important here, and this is one of the problems with uh, liberty-minded people. I'm putting myself in this category, so I have the same problem. Uh, little control freaks have the motivation to run for city council and your local congress and senator and president and everything else. They are very motivated to do that because they are addicted to power like heroin. They just want power. It's their heroin. So they are very motivated to do that. Um, and people who are natural farm animals, um, as I don't think she used the phrase farm animals, but people who are natural farm animals in this uh, model, they're happy to get on board with those people because there's some control freak standing up who wants power and says, I'll tell you what to do. And these people are terrified of, of freedom. They don't want freedom. They don't want liberty. It scares them. It scares them to not have the government tell them what to do. Can, and these are the kind of people, and by the way, there's a lot of them. It scares them to have to make up their own mind about what to do for coronavirus. Right? Yeah. It scares them. They want Fauci to tell them. They want someone in power to tell them what to do. They want, I, I actually heard someone recently say, how are people supposed to live if the government doesn't give them money? Like they are scared about yeah. being responsible for their own life and their own decisions. And that leaves the people, the third category she's talking about, the people who want to live their own lives and are willing to take the responsibility. And the problem, and this is one of the fundamental problems with democracy, is those people, I have not figured out, I don't think anyone has ever figured out how to motivate them to get involved in politics. They don't want to control people. They don't want to be controlled. 
They want to live their own lives. Yeah. To get them involved in politics, you've got to present them with a case that is convincing enough that the threat is big enough that they're that they are and their freedom is going to be infringed enough that they need to take time out from what they're doing and reluctantly go get involved in politics to stop yeah. the bullies. That is a hard sell. Yeah. That is a really hard sell. And those, in my opinion, if you're going to have voting, those are the only people who should vote. The yeah. other two categories of people, if you could magically wave a wand and figure out who was who, they shouldn't be allowed to vote. You don't want sheep voting and you don't want power-hungry addicts to vote. You only yeah. want people who want freedom and personal responsibility. You want the people who don't want to be involved. Those are the people whose opinions matter about this. Those are the people. Those are the people who will keep the liberty and freedom that we were given. And yet, this is the paradox. Those people are insanely difficult to mobilize. Uh, and I haven't figured out how to do it. I don't think anyone has figured out how to do it. I I would like to learn some more history because I have no idea. Well, how the hell did all, the founding fathers? How did they even get their little cabal together? I <laughs> I don't know. Okay, first of all, I think. You, you've convinced me over the past two years that we've been doing this, that voting needs to be harder. I used to be one of these people who just didn't think about mm -hmm. it very deeply and was like, yeah, sure. Let's get more people voting. Let's get everyone voting. It needs to be easier. No, it doesn't. I think I agree with you now. It needs to be harder. And first the mail in ballots. What a bunch of BS. One of the reasons <laughs> they, they extended the COVID hysteria as long as they have and the lockdown measures as long as they have is what's that Rahm Emanuel quote, never let a crisis go to waste. They mm -hmm. wanted to be able to do mail-in voting. They wanted to be able to do mail-in voting. And so I, that should be number one on our agenda with elections going forward. You have to be in person with your freaking ID to vote. What is so hard about that with some limited exceptions for military who overseas, if you're an I think it's interesting that leftists are it. like I think it's interesting that leftists are like they all believe leftists no leftist argues that you should be able to drive without a driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> but you definitely should be able to vote without any kind of ID. That's a thing. Like bullshit. You can't do anything without an ID, but you're supposed to be able to vote and from home. You don't even have to get up off your couch. Like no, you need to go if it means something to you. You should be standing in line. You should be going in person. You should be proving you are who you say you are. But that that would if we believe it, this country is so divided right now and it's not along red and blue, although that's what they try to make it. They try to manufacture that and then people make it that. But it's not that it's what you've said. It's authoritarian and libertarian. And there were liberals out at that Trump rally with signs that said liberal here, you know, who wants a fair Fair elections. I want to trust right. my election process. I want to recount. And so, oh, hold on one second. There's a lot of dogs here. <laughs> it, it's the mailman. Yeah, there's a lot of dogs here today. Um, but but we should be able to trust the election process. We are divided. And I think one of the first things they need to do is to help us. You know what should be first on a Biden's agenda? And it's not going to be. But it should be, hey, we're going to fix this. No more mail-in voting. We're going to get rid of untrustworthy machines with glitches. We're going to do voting in person well, I mean, with an ID. Obviously, that's not what they want, right? No, that's not what they want. Right. And, you know, the thing that I the thing that I think is one of our Achilles heels is we've become so comfortable and so 
patriotic in a good way. Like we're so used to America being America and different from the rest of the world that when someone suggests that we could have elections that are somehow less than perfect, uh, the it's like, well, we're not. It's not like we're Russia. Why not? Why isn't it like we're Russia? What makes us different? Do our voting machines magically ha- – is there something magically different about us? There's nothing different about us. I mean, there's nothing fundamentally different about us versus any other place. We can have fraud and abuse and corruption just like anywhere else. There's no, there's no, we're not magical. There's nothing magical about us. Our ideas are better. The foundation of this country is better. It's better ideas. We have better ideas, better laws from the foundation, and we've been chipping away at them as long as possible. Other than that, there's nothing, you know... It's just it's like Americans are magically incapable of cheating in elections. But yeah, I don't, Yeah, you don't have to show your ID. And I, that, that to me is, it tells you all you really need to know. And I wouldn't yeah. even say like someone, someone mentioned dip your finger in the purple ink. Like in some countries they do that. I kind of like that. Like, all right, dip your finger in purple ink. Now, Something that's like you can't vote twice. It's very clear. Now, those countries, I think they do it probably because they don't have IDs. I don't like the idea of actually having and being forced to have an ID generally. However, uh, being forced to have an ID to vote. I, I don't know. That's not that's not a stretch too far. Like Voting is kind of important and you're trying to participate in the process. So being able to prove who you are and that you have a right to participate in the process and that you've only done it once. Those those seem like reasonable things. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? And they don't have an answer. Their answer is always condescending or racist. Like they're the ones who are like, oh, well, because uh, black people don't know how to get IDs. Right. And like they don't know how to use computers to register to vote because their reasoning is so ridiculous. Right. And 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 it, and it never no one ever says the uncomfortable thing, which is. If someone doesn't know how to get an ID and doesn't know how to vote, they shouldn't vote. Those people are too dumb. If that's what you're saying. That's not. (laughs) But they try to make that. They try to say that's black, black people. That's not black people. Of course, it's not black people. people There are dumb people or lazy, unmotivated people of every race and sex and sexuality who will not just making that up. Yeah. Right, of course, but that's the point. And I've seen numerous videos, if you guys haven't seen them, there's lots of videos out there where people actually go out and interview white leftists who are spreading these racist rumors and lies about how black people are too dumb to get IDs. And then they go and interview just random black folks on the street who are like, uh, yeah, I have an ID. Uh, if I didn't have one, I, I know where the post office is. Like they're just kind of like pointing out like, yeah, how would I, I drive? And, how would uh, I get into a bar? Mm-hmm. How would I do yeah. anything? Like, how would I do anything? What a weird lie to spread. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it's a racist it's a racist lie, but they don't ha- they don't even believe it and they don't care. And and everyone no, is don't. afraid to say the obvious to me there's just an obvious retort which is you you need dumb people to be voting? Like that's your you you imagine there's some group of people out there who's literally too dumb to figure out how to get an ID and those are the people that you're really concerned about making sure can vote? What kind of candidate are you running? Like, what kind of person are you running for office that you need dumb people or you're not going to win? That's a red flag. 
or lazy people, lazy people. Oh, can I just say, Carter, I, I said this to you privately in messenger or whatever, but I just want to say this out loud because I can't vent it online, but it's real. I can't tell you the number of times in the past few days where I have wanted to say in a Facebook thread or something, um, when you know something about someone's personal life that influences your um, willingness to take their advice or not. Mm. And, but you don't, you can't share that because if you shared that, it would be mean. It's unnecessary. But I kind of wanted to say yesterday at one point, you know what, excuse me if I don't think any of us in this thread should be taking personal advice or I mean political advice from someone whose housemate had to throw away their mattress after they moved out because it stunk so bad and was so soiled and you could smell it in the rest of the house because for close to a year, that person never took a shower and rarely got out of bed. (laughs) Excuse me if I don't think any of us should be taking your political opinions (laughs) with any weight. And I can't say that because it's mean, (laughs) but it's true. A lot of social justice people it's that Jordan Peterson thing. They don't make their bed. They have disorganized lives. Not all of them, but they have disorganized lives. They have, they they can't, it's chaos in their personal life. They're dealing with maybe in this person's case, maybe long-term depression or something. They're dealing with issues, but then they have the nerve to go out and tell us how to reorganize society and how to, do, how to do voting and how to, I'm like, you, you're, you're a housemate had to burn your bed and you didn't even pay for, to replace it. <laughs> Like, but you can't say that. You can't say that. You can't say that, Carrie. Uh, You can't say that. By the way, someone in in chat, I just want to read this quote because it's um, interesting. Someone says, on numerous occasions, this is a quote from Nelson Mandela, on numerous occasions it has been proven in history that people can enjoy the vote even if they have no education. Let's pick that part, a quote apart for just a second. First of all, uh, I don't, Nelson Mandela doesn't give me the, excitement that everyone thinks that he should he's a little marxist terrorist uh regardless of what was wrong with the country um but uh (laughs) first of all yeah i don't think you should have to be educated through a school system to vote no one's arguing that second of all people enjoying the vote i don't care if they enjoy the vote it's been proven in history that they can enjoy the vote okay enjoy away uh, but I don't like, <laughs> that doesn't mean they should get the vote just cause they can enjoy it. The votes not, this is not like a bowl of ice cream. It's been proven that people can enjoy the vote. I don't care. Who cares? Who cares? This is not about you feeling a certain thing. This is about making decisions that, that are supposed to keep our government in check. It's supposed to maintain the liberty that is enshrined in our constitution. It's not about it's not about letting people feel good. That's not what it should be about. And I'm going to go back to the thing I said before. I don't think anyone who earns their money in any way from the government should vote. And that includes military, which I know all the people on the right get mad about. But would you give up the military votes if you could also be assured that all of the welfare people Anyone who is a government contractor, anyone who's in government, none of the bureaucrats, no one that works at the DMV, no one that gets a government paycheck can vote. Can vote. I mean, I would, I would gladly give up 
the military vote, which I think probably leans more in the favor of my politics than than welfare vote, uh, gladly, because it's a conflict of interest. It's a conflict of interest. You can't ask someone who's profiting off the current system, even if that's a small profit, even if they are sacrificing their lives and getting a paycheck because some people join the military. I mean, assuming that we're not in a draft situation, I might change it in that case. But assuming that we're not in a draft situation and you've joined voluntarily and you're getting paid, okay, you have an incentive to keep that system going. You do not have an incentive to dis- dismantle it. So you have a conflict of interest. Uh, so no one likes it when I say that. Whatever. I don't Gary, know. You're, you're, you're pulling me along. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it we, just to pull you along. That's yeah. my goal. I think um, we should wrap up soon, don't you? I do. Can I read one email we got from an, a, a statistician? Yeah, please. Oh, I'd like that. Yeah. He asked to remain anonymous. So uh, let me just make sure there's nothing... Yeah, there's nothing in this excerpt I have that identifies him. He says, I'm a statistician, PhD and all. I was listening to your most recent Kofefi break where you went over some statistical analysis. I was a fresh PhD when the 2000 election was hotly contested in Florida, and there were literally, literally hundreds, if not thousands, of statistical analyses that were being performed on the voting pattern in Florida, nearly all of which was to show how Gore got shafted. I even sent a couple to review for academic journals. They were dubious quality and were rejected. That's not to say that there isn't a great deal of quality analysis that can be done and has been done. Just the ones I sent to review were clearly rushed in an attempt to jump on the bandwagon. Okay. At the American Statistical Association's joint meeting in 2001, the session on the 2000 vote was jam-packed and was standing room only. The tension could be felt in the air. There were even members of the press there, which is, as far as I know, unheard of before or since I was there. It turned out to be a big nothing burger. Nothing exciting happened. In short, there was a great deal of scientific curiosity and analysis to try and find unusual patterns in the 2000 Florida vote. My prediction is that you will not see much of that with this election, and what attempts there are to make it into the literature will be largely stifled. But it goes to show that when such analyses can be used to try and prove their point, they will absolutely wield that hammer. And the reason I want to read that, thank you, by the way, Anonymous, PhD statistician. Um, the reason I wanted to read that is uh, this is the advantage of owning the universities. This is one of the advantages. This is why if you want to do ideological subversion like Yuri Bezmenov talked about and we've said a bunch of times, this is one of the reasons why owning the education system in the universities is, is critical because the general public, especially the media – um, they turn to experts, and ex- experts come from universities. Experts are part of the the uh, you know the, the cathedral. They're part of the uh, ivory tower, right? Experts are the PhDs in different things, and experts. You don't when you get your PhD, you don't get magically blessed with objectivity and motivations that's equal across the political aisle. <laughs> you still have your peculiarities and your own personality and things you care about and don't care about. And if they own you, if they've indoctrinated you, and if you've got a, let's say, statisticians who mostly just do objectively verifiable work that's not, you know, they can't really, they're not biased, maybe. Let's assume they don't mostly just do work that can't be biased. But if 90% of them are motivated only when a Democrat loses to do their research and 90% of them aren't motivated to do anything when Trump loses. Yeah. 
you will end up with a very different narrative in the mainstream media when the mainstream media calls random statisticians and asks about stuff and is curious. There just won't be, there won't be a conference on it. There won't be papers on it. There won't be people talking about it. It will seem like a non-issue and therefore it won't get coverage, even if it's actually a real issue because there's bias there. This is why you own, this is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why you own the institutions. It's why you need to own the ivory tower. And it's why we're, we've lost anyone you know, any liberty-minded person who's been around for a few decades knows which direction this country's been going. And the reason for it is they've owned, they owned the ivory towers a year, a hundred years ago. They've owned the ivory yeah. towers and we let them own the ivory towers because we thought that, you know, we just needed to go make widgets or do accounting or whatever it was. And we could leave the ivory towers to the, the leftists. And that was dumb on our part. Yeah. That was dumb. That was a bad strategic move. And it's, it's yeah. costing us. The long march through the institutions. It's mm -hmm. already happened. It already happened a long time ago. Yeah. That's all. I just want to read that email and, I don't know, get pissed, I guess. Get pissed? <laughs> I uh, I well, for. I wanted to close on something inspiring. Okay. I, my preacher's sermon yesterday, if you guys haven't seen it, Carter and I got to do an interview with my preacher, uh, Bradley Huggerson. Um, which you can find on our channel, on the channel we're currently locked out of for seven days. Yes, and by the and, way, sorry, bef this won't be the closing because <laughs> yeah. we do have a bunch of super chats I want to go through, which I forgot. Oh, okay. But go ahead. That's okay. So he, well, do you want to do this first? I'll That's why I'm saying it. If you want to actually close with it, I can do super chats first if you want. Yeah, I'll Let close me know. with it. Okay. First, yeah. um, so sorry, I, I've this this page is harder to monitor than the regular super chats page. So, uh, we've have a bunch of, bunch of star chats, uh, one from star James, <laughs> yeah, 10, 10, bucks from James who says, um, looking at Cook County, Illinois vote counts 216 versus 20, 2016 versus 2020 Biden's count was about 200,000 less than 2016 and Trump is 34 K more, believe it or not. It is so bad in Illinois, even the censored are leaving, uh, I mean, yeah, he put censored in quotes. I'm not sure what that is. Google didn't get its cut on this one. Um, oh, I think he was trying to say something there and doesn't want it said, so Google can't get uh, it. Um, Panama Red. Oh, Panama see. Red says, I used to use Facebook Messenger to message notes and links to myself. You know when certain links are banned, they also ban you from messaging the link to yourself? Wow, I didn't realize that. But <laughs> If they could implant a chip in your brain and zap you when you thought the wrong thing, I I guarantee they would do it. Um, oh, yeah. Caitlin Robinson, uh, she says, had to leave early. Glad you guys were still able to stream. You guys are always a great start to end to end to my work week. Thanks. Well, thank you, Caitlin. Aw, thank you. Rebecca Peterson says from, uh, let's see, thanks for bringing the community along in your banishment from YouTube. If you haven't thought of it yet. <laughs> It would be great to have unsafe space masks for the upcoming national mask mandate, <laughs> perhaps with the slogan of warning malware. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben says almost everything the left says is projection and taking the opposite of what they say often makes more sense. Ergo, should we be the ones moving to Canada? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Canada does <laughs> suck. Uh, no offense to the Canadians, <laughs> but uh, I don't think I can take, you can't take your weapons with you. Um, no, we still no, sort of have no. the second Canada's, amendment. We'll see what that happens to that. Canada's further along than we are in this 
dystopia, I yeah. think. I don't think moving closer to Trudeau is a good idea, but hey. Uh, Brad, and the last one is from Bradley. He says, sending support, hectic with what is happening in the U.S., but in the last few days have also seen a fair amount of discussion of internationals that aren't buying the U.S.'s the U.S. left's narrative. Yeah, oh, then that was uh, Biggles. Sorry, I just revealed your name. He says, from Biggles. Um, yeah, uh, in fact, I think the president of Mexico will not congratulate Biden and said he's waiting. Oh, uh, which good. Is interesting. So, interesting. and you know, I know that the 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 left is more concerned with our our <laughs> relationships on the world stage. Like they're more concerned about being in the globalist club uh, than yeah. they are about actual Americans thriving yeah. and protecting our liberties. So to to the leftists, you know, Biden Biden he can get us back into the globalist club in in Europe, but not all Europeans. Uh, not all Europeans are as anti-Trump as everyone is. We're as we're being led to believe they are, uh, but we'll see. Okay, yeah. I, that's that's the last of the star chats. Um, I will star shut up chats. now, Carrie, and you can end with a positive note on Bradley Helgerson. I like the word star chat, Beverly. What a great idea! It, it makes me think of Star Search. Star chat. Mm. It's like something. It's a throwback to the '80s or '90s. The star chats. Um, well, yesterday, yeah, my, my preacher gave a really great sermon, a very inspired sermon and uplifting. And as soon as it's up on their page, I'm going to be sharing it on MeWe and Parlor when I can get in there. Um, but it is, he read, he started with a verse that I just wanted to read. He said, uh, from second Samuel 10, 12, he said, be of good courage and let us play the man for our people. And for the cities of our God and the Lord do that, which seems good to him. And the sermon was sort of about, you know, at a certain point, things are out of our hands. If you're a Christian, you pray and you see what God, there are things, as I mentioned before in a previous show, I I just kind of view it as, I don't always, I don't know what God knows. I don't know what's coming next. I don't know what's a part of his plan and what's not and where things are going to go. And when things that happen that I, I think are bad, objectively bad, whether it's on a personal scale or massive scale, uh, I just kind of remind myself what the lessons I've learned the past two years, which is that on the other side of that, there's always something I didn't know or couldn't anticipate and didn't expect. And I have every reason to be hopeful. And I, what I liked about this verse, he, he kind of did a callback to this a few times about men being men, let us be good men. And it, I really, I, I think we're at a time where we need, we need not just good men, we, but we definitely need good men. And we need people to stand up and to speak truth. And the, the thing that is sometimes you think is the smallest thing you can do, which is that Solzhenitsyn quote that Dom mentioned in chat earlier, you know, let the lie come into the world, but not through me. It seems like such a small thing, but it's not. That's the biggest thing you can do is don't participate in the lies. Don't speak their made-up words. Don't use their made-up definitions. Don't be complicit with the lie. I think that's that's how we get through this. So uh, as soon as that sermon's up, it's called the church, the church on the Square. They have a Facebook page. They have a YouTube account, and uh, I'll be sharing that. So I thought it was very inspiring. And I think even – I think, Carter, you'll get something out of it. Even atheists will get something out of it if they want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, look, I, I, the only thing I want to remind people is 
Uh, I think it's good to be positive. I think, I think, and we can save the ideas of Western civilization and, and that's all good. It's not good to get complacent um, and just be like, well, the pendulum will ship back and everything will work out. Like it only works out if you get off your ass and do something. It doesn't work out if you sit back and watch the show. It, then it doesn't. Yes. God expects you to act. And actually one of the things he was talking about was how when people make, when, when humans tend to make idols of things, for example, making an idol of politics or of politicians, and then if it doesn't go your way, despairing and, and then saying, well, I'm just going to pull out. I'm not going to be involved in this thing that I made an idol of that ultimately disappointed me. You know, he's sort of like, uh, he also talked a lot about, I, I'm going to, you, you still have to watch it cause I'm doing a bad version of it, but he talked about how, um, you can't let the means become the end. So the means being politics, the, that's not the end. It's the means when you've made it the end, when you've made it an idol, when you've made it a God, then as a Christian, you've done something wrong there. You've taken a wrong step. And, and, and he was sort of saying this desire to just pull back entirely is sometimes a consequence, sometimes not always, but sometimes a consequence of you having made that thing an idol and then it doesn't come through for you. And you're like, well, I'm done with that. I'm done with Paul. I'm not going to be involved anymore. It's like, well, yeah, you start to look at it as the ends itself instead of as a means, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, um, I think so. I mean, I'm not even sure politics is always the right means. Um, there are other means sometimes. Yeah, there are other uh, means. Yeah. Sometimes it's the right means. Um, but, you know, when I was interviewing uh, Gary uh, Morrison the other day, which is on the main channel, um, he had this this point about the pendulum analogy. He was like, don't I, I'm butchering his words, but he basically was like, don't don't mollify yourself because you thought of a good metaphor. Like, why isn't the metaphor a snowball? Like, it, yeah, why is it a pendulum? Um, and but I think a lot of people feel like it's a pendulum. And so I saw one of our listeners and I, I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was, but someone shared this somewhere. And I think to me, it, it combines those two metaphors. And to me, it's spot on. It's a pendulum that's moving a ratchet. That's what it is. It is a pendulum, but it's tightening a ratchet every time it swings a certain direction. Yeah. It's tightening the ratchet. So yeah. it's not, it, this is not a pendulum that whose center remains constant. It's constantly moving to the left. Uh, so, you know, let's hope, let's hope that at some point the comfort and complacency will cease and that enough of the what i'd hope is a silent majority but enough of us rise up and say we're not going to do this we're not going to we're not going to let critical race theory into our schools we're not going to send our kids to places that teach this crap we're not going to speak this language we're not going to work for people that do this stuff we're not going to use platforms that push this stuff yeah. and uh and we're going to make our own ecosystems if that's what it takes it sucks but that's what it takes because it sure beats this turning into yeah <laughs> the cultural revolution right yeah it, and which is where it's headed so all right be of good courage and be, let us play the cheer. men of good, <laughs> good courage well that was the verse be of good courage and let us play the men for our people and for the cities of our God and for the Lord, let him do which he seems good to him. 
I love that. Anyway, All right. thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, if you're joining us here for the first time, it's probably because we got exiled from our regular channel on Safe Space. Make sure you're still subscribed there as they have been unsubscribing people by the hundreds. Um, and then on this channel, uh, if you wouldn't mind, subscribe here and that way uh, if we have a good backup. You'll know where we're at, at least for the time being, if uh, if we get if we get kicked off our other channel permanently at any point. And uh, you can also go to unsafespace.com. We have a page called Book Club where you can find out about Book Club. The next book is coming up on November 22nd. We're going to be reading The Management of Savagery, discussing it rather on the 22nd. And uh, we have a live channel, a live page on unsafespace.com where you can always see wherever we're streaming. We'll be there. Um, and then the donate page, if you want to support us financially, it'll tell you how to do that until we get kicked off of our payment servers. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get, I don't think we'll get subscribed, know, uh, picked off subscribe uh, <laughs> too quickly, but not for a while. Yeah. Let's, 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 uh, let's hope not as a reminder, when you go to unsafespace.com, you should be prompted to sign up for the email list. I know that's an annoying thing. Please sign up for the email list. I do not spam you. I hate spam. I hate newsletters. I don't like getting them. I don't send them out. I've used that list once in two years, and that was this morning to tell people, hey, we're banned. If you want to watch the show, it's over here. That's it. We're going to use it for very Very infrequently for letting you know, because we are going to get driven out of these platforms eventually and would like, you know, we have very few people on that list compared to our YouTube subscribers. So uh, I know most of you are not on that list. So get on the list and... uh, yeah. And Be- as Beverly said, don't worry about email signups. Carter doesn't send anything out. Yes, much to Beverly's yeah. chagrin, I don't send anything out ever. So, uh, <laughs> but I'd like to be able to communicate with you because we are going to be uh, run out of. Uh, we do not oh. use Mailchimp, Pirate Tomsky. No, so no, screw those guys. Ryan says, I would love. You are awesome. I'd love to hang out with you all in person. Hey. We are working oh, yeah. on, I am working on, we are planning something for next year, an unsafe space meetup in person. We want to give everyone enough advance notice so they can make travel arrangements if they want to come. We're probably doing it in Texas in middle of the country. So equal distant to people on either side. And, um, and we would love for you to be here. So we'll be talking about that soon. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, and Biden will have magically cured COVID by then. So it'll be great. Yeah, we'll be able to fly by then. Biden's in. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, everyone. We will see you. Uh, I I don't know what channel we'll be on on Friday because I'm not sure. We might get our appeal taken care of. Eh, that's unlikely. We may be back here on Friday. In the meantime, um, we still have a bunch of videos on the old channel. So go check it out. Not old channel. Our real channel. Uh, so go check that out. <sighs> All right. Have a good week. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, Carter. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy, so go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now. And you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. 
dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the cathedral. Pay no attention to it. For your protection, the following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and marked for cancellation. Please report any sightings to your local truth and reconciliation officer. Did you know that 93.5% of re-education graduates approve of the re-education camp system? If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. The Deep State is pleased to announce that worldwide assimilation may now resume as scheduled. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.